Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Gym Life Podcast. Um, this is an episode, uh, you know, Ben, it's funny. Uh, ben, Paul, I sit in my left, folks, and I know everybody knows him, so I'll get into the other introductions in a minute. Somebody got on the other day and said, hey, I, I got a question. When can we do a, uh, uh, what it's like, a, a expose on RPG? Yeah. Uh, we already got one here today. So uh, many of you out there that know RPG pretty well in the strength community, and not just here in Michigan, but everywhere. You guys are very well known. Uh, sitting to my right or on your left, as you see it, is uh, Brendan Rosenberg, Coach B. Rose. And then to my left, of course, or the right, as you see it, uh, this is Brent uh, Oziana, uh, mobil- our strength coach, uh, mobility coach. And of course, we know Ben Pauli here, who is, uh, well, uh, you're all three kind of in a way. And then on top of that, yeah, coach with uh, uh, current powerlifting. And then of course, uh, strongman, we hope, because we're going to try to get something out of you today about that, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, perfect. So anyhow, there's a lot going on here, as a lot of you guys know who follow the show. It's not too often I get four guests on at the same time, so uh, we're going to do a lot of bouncing around here today, but we've got a lot of great information that we want to share, because just having these three people with me today is a wealth of knowledge. I'm going to try not to get lost in it all. I'm going to try to navigate it, uh, which is not going to be easy, because I'm like that student right now with a blank slate, (laughs) as I am always when I sit with him. So now you three are going to blow my mind today, which is cool, because you're going to blow everybody else's mind too, so... Anyhow, uh, Brent, why don't you introduce yourself formally to the audience out there, and then we'll move right around the table. Yeah, so Brent Onziana, uh, strength coach. I got into this whole world as a collegiate strength coach. Started out at Central Michigan University. Did my undergrad there, so I was an intern for two years. And then I got into the uh, grad school, so got a GA ship. So I was doing that for two years. And then after, so that'd be four and a half-ish years um, and then I accepted a job down in Texas at Stephen F. Austin State University. Moved down there, was there for just over three years. Um, and then it just kind of wasn't the world I wanted to be in anymore. It was just like political stuff, uh, army bratish life. You know, you have to move around every couple of years. You don't know job security, things like that. So wife and I decided to pick up just we both just quit and moved back to Michigan, back to our home roots. And then then obviously I knew he had the gym up at uh, RPG there with with Steve and them. And I was like, hey, I'm 40 minutes away from you. I want to get in there. And then it's... How long long have you been with them now there at RPG? Oh, what was that? 2018, 2018, I think it was. All right, great. Yeah, about four or five years. Yeah, Yeah, 2018 is when I came up. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, B-Rose? Give me the backstory here real quick. Oh, man. So... College athlete, played a little ball in college baseball, uh, got done, looking for something to do, decided the Border Patrol was the right uh, decision for me, so ended up getting a gig at one of your big box gyms, uh, working there, worked my way up a general manager, under the guise of training for this, you know, what I thought was going to be this elaborate cool thing, went through the hiring process, but a guy at the gym named Darian Bond, uh, old school IVB pro, brought Ken Jackson up or helped Ken Jackson get his car. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. <clears throat> Came up to me one day, he's like, you're going to step on stage. And I was like, you're crazy. Two years later, I was on stage, yada, yada, yada. I got into training, went to a uh, gym in Birmingham. Uh, it was the Art of Strength, Institute of Strength. And we got really into functional. That's where I got into functional training, got into the kettlebell, the, the, the movement world, per se. Took it from there, got a job at a PT clinic, realized there's a huge disconnect had some people reach out to me for some kettlebell training at RPG. Ben and I met and kind of was one of those going like, yep, we should probably do this. So he's like, hey, man, you got to get here. We got to do this. 
two, yeah, I mean, this, 2016. I mean, I was at the old, we, you know, shortly after the old place opened, I was there. Yeah, I wanted to add something. This was like, so me and him are so like-minded. This was awesome because um, I remember it was, but that was right when we opened, right? It was closer. Oh, yeah. to, so, oh, yeah. so it was, we were, we were, we were talking about, I don't even know if we were officially open yet or whatever, but it was, um, you know, we heard, uh, man and Steve were telling me about how he was training, so, you know, some of these people for kettlebell stuff. Me and him sat down and we had a conversation. And after this conversation, this was how important he was to me and to the whole vision of RPG. And then, you know, my training with my people was I, I kind of, I basically told Steven, man, I was like, I will sacrifice part of my pay and we can give some to him, like whatever the hell we got to do to get this guy in. But this guy has to be in full time. Like he has to be part of the, the, the legs of the table here. So, and so when somebody says, when somebody puts something like that on the table, you say, yes. Yeah, that's a good part. Yeah, okay, well, I think for both, for yes. both of us was, you know, we we were, you know, we we've we like to think of ourselves and we try to we have tried to reach the mastery level of our space, and when you're in that mastery level, you can't really. We we know all the things that need to be done, so I kind of was like telling him like, hey, we're gonna run our own thing. Like we get to, we're we're, we're the head honchos here in terms <laughs> of the training. So we're gonna because we we've both been in situations where someone will try to look over you like you in the PT world or like me training in like other places that, that give me like a sheet. When right. I first got in the business, I'd have a sheet and they're like, Oh, you know, this old lady has to do some, right. some deadlifts. Right. And I'm like, well, she can't even bend over and right. touch her kneecaps correctly. Right. So let's load a barbell up. Hell yeah, let's go. Whatever. So, and it was one of those, and like, I think on one of your last episodes, you're talking about your recovery from hip replacement. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of where him and I were going like, there was just a, there's a huge disconnect between clinicians and people and the end result eight a year two years later with return to sports stuff and I don't know that it's anybody's <coughs> fault in particular I don't know that the clinicians are given the time to truly treat somebody in an ortho outpatient situation nor do I know um, think that the demand for them to to understand the physical capacity of what you guys need to do is there and th that's through no fault of their own how long can you send somebody to school and how much debt can you create that's a whole right, different conversation right. but. It seemed like there was a lack of communication between the surgeon, the physical therapist, and then, you know, what we consider ourselves, like, the end user, so to speak. And I'm going, like, hey, man, like, we can all work together, but, like, at the end of the day, it's a pretty simple process. Load the tissue and don't be scared to load it, right? And, then like... It's funny. I, I, I make that comment on that show. You know, I say I always say bro science, right? Bro mm -hmm. science, anecdotal evidence, because that really is kind of how we all operate. Oh, 100%. Yeah. It really is. And then all of a sudden I say, well, I'll get smarter people in. We'll finally sit down and talk about it. Well, here we are, kind of. Yeah. We're going to get off on a lot of tangents. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, and I get it, right? It's a complete respect for the science that's available out there. Sure. But unfortunately, there's just not enough information out there in one spot or everybody working together. And what I'm making the correlation here is, is that we got three individuals sitting at a table that are building sort of a... I, I want to say a business because we'll talk about that here in a little bit. But at the same time, there's this sort of a collective that's going on where all this brain power is coming in, right? And yep. it's becoming it's becoming applicable knowledge then at that yeah, point right. from all angles, Correct. right? Yeah, Correct. and it, it works so well. It's like if I have my clients or my athletes coming in and I'm like, you know, I have this much mobility knowledge, right, compared to his knowledge. So, so it would be like I can navigate around a few basic things, but then I'm like, hey, I don't, I don't know this. You know, this is my client, but we're going to send you to him because I know that he can take care of that issue that I can't take care of. Therefore, when he takes care of that, bounces it back to me. Boom. Now my guy's back off and rolling. Or, or he's saying, hey, you know, back this guy off of this. 
let's add this in. This guy doesn't have the range of motion for this exercise, let alone the range of motion, the ability to, to even do it with a barbell on his back. Yeah. Whatever that is, you know. Yeah, and I love the dynamic, right? Because I've, I've seen it. I, I've been around and I've had enough conversations with you to understand how it all works. Mm -hmm. But really kind of what I'm seeing as we're, we're watching sort of the evolution of, of strength coaching take place because you guys are all sort of I, I picture like when I when I had my my problems with my health and stuff right this group of like got doctors from house sitting in a room and shit <laughs> trying to break down the problem on a chalkboard saying what the fuck's wrong with this guy yeah, what, and that's yeah. essentially what we're seeing well here. that's that's all that we do so it'll be after the morning session you know at at nine eight thirty nine o'clock as we sit there and we start crunching these problems so like um like a year or so ago we had the SI joint problems going on and that's very common in the strength training world and we're like, I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm done with this. This We're going to fix it. So how do we fix it? And we started whiteboard, whatever. We were doing exercises. We were chatting about what's really going on here. And then cut to, now we have a solution. And now we have zero SI joint issues going on with any of my athletes online and then all of our athletes in person. They, they're, they're gone because we solved the problem. And I think that, I don't know if it's a sales point or whatever, as a lot of these people are going to make you think that that's what's really going on. And it's really not. But we're in there not getting paid, and we're just wasting our own time. Not wasting, but you know what I mean? Like, we're dipping into our own time to solve these issues that, that you know, we have guys, same thing with the shoulder. I, if we have a guy with shoulders, like, he has no obligation to help me out with this athlete that I am stumped on. But I'm like, I'm throwing everything but the kitchen sink at this guy, and his shoulder will not stop hurting while he's benching. And I'm going to fix it. So, and I ask him about it, and then we start going down the rabbit hole. Or I ask him about it, and he's real good with the coaching cues and stuff. I go, what do I need to tell this guy to get him to move better? Whatever it is, we start just, you know, throwing ideas, you know, at the wall and see what sticks. And then we come up with a solution, and then we go to the next thing. And then there's always, you know, going to be something with these strength athletes. Brent, it takes a certain kind of mindset, right? Because ultimately in this industry, as we know it in coaching, um, you know, it tends to be a little more cookie cutter because the yeah. effort doesn't want to be put in. Right. <laughs> How do I, can I make as much money as possible? Or, you know, like you said, it's a nonprofit sometimes, yeah. but it becomes more about the individual coach and wanting to really try to solve a problem yeah. to create a better athlete than to sort of just sort of glaze it over and say, well, we'll get through this and move on to something different or just stay away from something entirely. What you guys have essentially done is you've put this onus on yourselves to, you know, sort of say, okay, this is not only growing my clients, but it's also growing me. I'm gathering there's yeah, something for sure. well, yeah, you said about that. Yeah, because it's like when my athlete, you know, I send him to him to do something, like even though it's, it's his paid session, like I'm there just watching and I'm Correct. just sitting back and I'm like, okay, well, now I, I learned that little piece. And now if the next guy runs into that same issue, you know, I may be able to tackle it a little bit deeper now. And now I have that knowledge in me of, you know, how he maybe fixed his, his, his hip mobility a little bit, you know, or something. Or what was that activation drill that he did that, boom, it just, you know, because majority of the time, right, it's almost like with strength, 99% of this stuff is going to work for 99% of the people. It's just, it is what it is, the basics right. of everything. Right. So generally, you're going to start to see just common issues, you know, like you said, with the shoulder, right? The shoulder, the hips, just mobility stuff. That's all common stuff that's always going to happen. And so there's usually a common solution to pretty much solve most of the stuff. You granted injuries, whatnot, it might happen, but it's yeah. like, you know, if it's it's so that's like where I can now take that and then it's like okay well I'm gonna start just putting that in the program before that even happens right and okay now, okay now we're kind of talking about prehab now correct right? yeah. and that's a big word these days everybody loves that yeah. buzzword yeah. prehab prehab yeah and what I, what I will say with both these two right is I don't think people understand 
how often these two are in the gym with me, not, not even with me, but with me a lot, when nobody else is there in the middle of the day on their day off and we're sitting there and we're screwing around trying to figure out, okay, hey, I've noticed tons of clients have this, hey, I'm having an issue going this, what can we do? And it's not like they're coming to me for the answer. They're coming to me so we can start a conversation, just like we're having here. Right. It's a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know the answer. I don't know yet because I haven't seen what's going on, but we all help each other kind of get to this point. And as we're talking about like prehab, rehab, know that in any, if you're a high-level athlete in any sport, power walking, I don't care. There's a cost of doing business at some point. Absolutely. There's absolutely yeah. a cost yep. of doing business. Yep. Our job is to mit- mitigate that cost. So your, your investment is, you know, in terms of bodily harm is as little as possible. But there is a cost to do in business. And these two are experiencing that cost because they're both at a very high level. So it is an incredible case study with these two to oh try boy. to figure everything out, right? Mm. I, like, you know, it's still, I'm nowhere near the strongest I'm. I don't claim to be whatever, but I get to see some pretty wild shit on a given an, Well, any given listen, day, right? it goes without like, saying in that facility, uh, it, not just with these guys, but yeah. Correct. Absolutely. Correct. Yeah. I mean, his wife is the, the strongest female in the world. At how much? What, what's the weight class? Yeah, the 123 weight class. It, it's insane. She's an all-time, like... <laughs> All-time world record. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. right. It'll be clear about that. Yeah, yeah. 123, yeah, yeah. you said we're so, going to get that. Yeah, yeah. Well, when I'm out in public and people, you know, what do you do? I'm like, I don't even know how to begin to explain to you what I encounter on a, on a given yeah. day. Because well, it, th- well, this is what's great about him, though, is that, like, we're in this, like, ship, and we're floating around, and he is great at just bumping it, and it's always going to go in the right direction. And so that's where we start to kind of, everybody starts to feed off each other because he's a wizard at, like, following the breadcrumbs and figuring it out. And I'll just be like, all right, this hurts. And then we'll just start doing checks. And that's what it, it gives you a different level of respect for him because it's not like, you know, you get these coaches nowadays that they want to sell this persona like they know every single thing. And like the way that we go about it is like, hey, we're going to figure it out for you. We're not, we're not going to say we know everything, but we're, we're masters and we bust our ass to figure it out. And so that's kind of what, what he does is he's like, hey, come in and let's check it out and we'll figure out what's happening. It's not like, hey, I know the answer right off the top of my head. Right, right. And then, you know, all of those scenarios that we build up and build up of working through those problems, it makes it 10 times easier. And like we were talking about, I think this term of like, whatever, uh, like like customized programming, I think that just kind of like this this like buzzword that it goes is, on in, yeah, the, in the training room. Really and it's like, you know, some of the stuff, it's like we're powerlifting, man. It's like squat bench and <laughs> yeah, right, it's like right. You can yeah. only specialize yeah. so much. It's like, all right, yeah. let's say the guy was like a conjugate guy. You want to use a million different bars and bands and pulleys and all this crazy shit. It's like you're still squatting and benching and deadlifting, so it's not really going to need to be specialized that much. We've actually seen, as of late, we have the hardest guy, people kind of misconstrue this. They think that, you know, it's it's like a uh, like a coach at Alabama. You know, where you, you you're a, you got a good program and then you get the best guy, and then you know it's just they just go and do their right. thing. It's like no, that's not how it works in strength training because you know the law of diminishing returns and the stimulus response curve and everything like this, where the strongest guys are the hardest to adapt. And so we're seeing. But what's crazy about this is now with all of our stuff combined, we're seeing when we don't specialize and we generalize more, and we go back to the basics and make them masters of the basics. The strongest guys are getting that big jump that we don't normally see. We like, you know, you get guys to like this elite level and we're talking about, I'm not even talking like an elite total official. I'm talking about elite is in like the top 10 guys or on that list of top 25 guys to ever do it in their weight class. We're seeing these guys, you know, 50, 100 pound jumps in their totals 
when historically at that time you're seeing these you're scratching and clawing for 15 pound PR. Right, right. Much, much smaller returns on that. You know, I, I think it goes without saying that sometimes we do overcomplicate this mess a little bit, oh, right? Yeah. Would you sure. agree? I mean, I often say it again in my bro <laughs> science and in my podcast when I talk about it, I try to keep it real basic. You know, you're lifting shit up and you're putting shit down. I mean, let's not overcomplicate it. I yeah. get it. There's much, much more to programming for that. But I think everybody trying to put their own stamp on shit is just completely to muck shit up to the point where yeah. the, the simplicity of it has been lost. Can't yeah. reinvent the wheel. It's, it's yeah. how many times have like guys 15 years ago even said that you can't reinvent the wheel. And here we are 15 years later, like we're not coming up with anything new. It's just, yeah. And that's kind of what I'm getting yeah. from this conversation. Essentially yeah. what we're doing is we're just putting minds together that kind of own their sort of corner of the room or corner yeah. of the gym and understand kind of a little bit about each other's position and what you're doing to work together. Well, if, yeah. we, if we were in like a, like a clinical setting, this is the way, like what he was saying, this is the way that it should go. The surgeon should be speaking to the athlete. The surgeon should be speaking to the PT. The PT and the surgeon and the athlete should be speaking to the strength coach. All these people should be intertwined instead of the current paradigm is we're over here. Hey, that PT is an idiot. They, they're, they're not going to rehab this guy to the capacity that we know that he needs to be. Right. And then right. the strength coach is going to do something completely different. And then the athlete's just kind of sitting there like, hey, like, what am I supposed to do right now? I want to go harder, but should I go harder? Because he's telling me not to. You're telling me that we need to move. You're telling me I need to rest. Let's lock the joint down. Let's move the joint. What are we doing? Correct. Well, and I, I think what, what B-Rose, what it kind of says to me a little bit, is the only time we really ever see that is at the very highest level, right? Correct. So essentially what RPG, what you guys are offering is it's more of saying, hey, you don't have to be a top-level athlete, a pro, you know, with these big bank accounts and these these wizards in your corner to get you back to blowing out a knee and back to, uh, you know, training or, or it's that playing within six months. It's still accessible to the common man, too. Well, in, in the play on that, it's like when I even get a, a new client, even if he's just a, a general health person and he has no desire to compete or anything, I always try to push him to come in the morning, just not for the fact of, like, my convenience or anything, because that's, like, when I train and he trains. It's more or less that now I already know that I have another set of coaching eyes on that person. Yes. And then that way, you know, because we run, like, our group training, so everyone's training, but now that person's getting to see, like, well, we got a nice little morning crew going out, too, where it's, you know, some of the strongest guys in our gym are all competing and, and lifting right at that mm. same time. So... Not only does that Gen Pop guy get to see, you know, the strongest people that he's probably ever seen in his life, but if I'm grabbing a band in the back and my guy's up there doing an RDL and it's wrong, like, I know he's going to fix it for me. Like, it's, it's you know, so it's just everybody, like, he, he's not getting paid for that client. I'm getting paid, and I'm not even there to coach him for that second, but here he is over there coaching well, him. So well, what's, what's crazy about that is I realized, you know, after we, we kind of talk about this all the time is, you know, you – we start to, you know, you go, you go out into the world, and when you're immersed in this powerlifting life and around these giant humans all the time, you assume that's normal. And then, like for me, like I get it really bad because that's just all I do. So I go out, and then people are like looking at me like I'm the biggest guy. I'm like, dude, I'm not even like I'm like small guy in my gym. I'm like, what the fuck? And so, like, this whole thing just kind of starts to morph your brain as a human being and yeah. like how things go. And I noticed it like when just the like the etiquette in our gym is that. It's imagine walking up to a guy at an LA Fitness and be like, "Hey, bro, that squat sucks, man. Let's fix that." He's gonna be like, "What's up, bro? You want to fight?" Like, right. you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like talk, I think you had a story about that on one of your yeah. podcasts about talking to one of those young kids, right? Yeah, right. You know, but stuff like that. In our gym, we're establishing a new etiquette of, "Hey, it's okay to be right. coach." So if someone comes, like I tell them, it's like, "All right, here's a handful of like five guys, and if they come over to you, you shut the fuck up and you listen." 
and then you do what they tell you you're going to do. Yeah. Or yeah. what you're supposed to do. And so it becomes this thing where it's not an ego thing anymore. It's like, all right, hey, they're just going to help me, and I'm just going to listen, and then I'm going to get better. And now when people get stronger from that, then you see them, and they're just like an open book. So you get guys that are staying after. Right. You know, he's right. got like one of his guys, Matt, yeah. and he goes over, and he's like, look, watching me from the corner. What the fuck's this guy looking at? And then all of a sudden, next day, he's doing the same thing I was doing because he's trying to learn. Yeah. Because he's understanding that the more knowledge he gets, the stronger he's going to be. That certainly is the culture. But there's a bit of philanthropy involved, too, on you guys' end. Listen, there is. You're, you're, you're providing this knowledge just simply by being there. You know, right? You're not, well, like a lot of like closed book kind of the coaches, right? Where, well, if you're not paying me, you're not getting what I know. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm going to give you little breadcrumbs until you kind of buy in well, with we, me. We, uh, but you guys don't seem to operate like that. That's, that's how you know. I learned. It was it was my first two years of interning. You know, my my mentor, uh, Rick Perry, who I worked under, it was come in, shut up, and just watch. Yeah. And I did that for two years. And, like, that's that's how I learned. It was just just watch what they do. How do they coach? How do they cue? You know, try to follow the program, the X's and O's, which is just – one percent of coaching at that level it's all motivational cueing and making sure kids are doing it correctly but it was just observe and and pick up what you can pick up and then try stuff uh, uh, b rose i want to ask you from a mobility standpoint right because you're that guy everybody wants it seems like nowadays but ben <laughs> 20 years ago fuck all that mobility oh, what God, was mobility yeah. <clears throat> but right now i would agree with that statement yeah About i mean 15 20 years so ago myself just, right, right i didn't even know what mobility <laughs> right. was back Neither. then you know si joint what the fuck is that yeah. I, I that was like oh yeah. they, they like the old is football coaches yes. would have been like that's like yoga hippie shit exactly holistic stuff but but certainly now it's almost like your position now you know not to make it any greater any less than any other position it's a necessary part of the machine if you don't have that well essentially we're our body right if we're not correcting these little making these adjustments performance is always going to be at 70 percent. i mean it just isn't going to happen well it's if if the the sum of the parts is still the parts right so like if the parts don't work efficiently i don't know how you could ask the sum to, to work properly and just like you know you right but boy years we tried that right just gotten through shit well, one of the best <laughs> analogies he gives to the guys and you can elaborate on this but like our athletes and stuff is he's like you're not going to be 100% as operation or as like a functional high level athlete. So we just have to be as efficient with that 85 or 90% as like, and, and you see this out of guys all the time. You see these monster waves in their totals, and then they see the big jump. And what's the big jump? It's just they came in healthier. Correct. Once they reach a certain skill acquisition of strength, then, you know, it, you just have to be able to do what your body can do. And that's it. How often do we see people operating at that efficient level? Because I know, right, we all want to be there, but realistically, we're not really there most of the year, are we? No. And, and this, <laughs> so, this, you know, if, you, if any of us figure that out, we'll never have to work again, right? right true. If we figure out, if we figure out that. But that's our goal, right? And as, as long as we've been doing it, it's still, like, it's still an evolving process throughout time. And this whole idea... This whole idea behind mobility and, and functional training, I think, has been bastardized beyond, beyond belief. Seriously, yeah. But, but also, yeah. really what we should be saying is strength training for your joints. That, that's essentially what mobility is, right? And, and not to get too, too into it, but we have a couple things going on with respect to mobility, joint capacity. We have the passive range of motion, which is the prerequisite to all movement. That is, like, if I'm stretching you or bringing you up, in, I need to, you need to have a huge range of motion passive. Okay, yeah. That's... Prerequisite for all movement. Yeah, but then inside strength sp sports or sports in general, we talk about this thing called active range of motion. That's always going to be less, or should always be less than your passive range. But the goal is to bridge that gap. 
Does yeah, that, that make right, sense? Right, right, yep. And the whole reason, or at least the reason I look at it, or the reason why I like doing this is because where are we strongest in this contraction, right? In our mid-range. The mid-range of the contraction is generally where we are strongest with weight. Well, if we start to expand the active range, inherently your mid-range contraction gets bigger. It just it has to by, by law. So you have more usable active range Love of motion, it. which is... Even the, I can understand that. Sure, the bullseye <laughs> gets bigger essentially is what you're saying. Yeah, correct. So yeah, yeah right. I have more... And, and really what that is, and we talk about this, and I think, I think fellas at the high level, at least from what I've seen, never competed there, of course. I want to be very clear about that. But it's who doesn't make a mistake or who gets out of the shit and survives kind of thing, right? Because right. right. healthy is usually more appropriate. I like that one better. <laughs> right. That's me. Because right. at, yeah. at that level, with that much weight on your back, you have – I think – you because know, I, I hear all the time people that are like, oh, they're using a suit, it helps. I'm like, you have no idea oh, how hard that is. And if you mess that groove up at all – and you call even with seven, 800 pounds on your back, how detrimental that can be. Yeah. Well, people, like we just had two meets ago, <clears throat> we had a double knee go. Oh yeah, with a guy that had six hundred something pounds on his back, which is kind of ra- like a, a, just, a, just a normal squat now. But um, it <clears throat> was what was it? Both quad tendons or some a cellular tendon broken bones. Real oh, quick, be- be- before we go on farther with that, <clears throat> I want to clarify for everybody listening: there are far more injuries with people that are not strong than that are strong and what i mean by that is you hear some of the war stories and powerlifting and strength sports and, and of course there's like i said we have the cost of doing business yeah. but by and large they are hurt far less than people that are sedentary to be very very clear so like you should get if you don't do anything you should get off your butt and you should do something to be strong and challenge yourself because that is how you survive throughout yeah. time but let's also be clear when we when we see these blowouts at that level they're much more dramatic <laughs> oh my god yeah, no doubt it's a no train doubt. wreck and it's yeah, not yeah, a bicycle yeah. crash right 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 and, yeah and that happens but yeah you know, sometimes they're on video but yeah they're more prepared to uh, i guess circumnavigate an injury but, well, yeah. something that we do see though so this this guy uh particularly that we're talking about was one of our guys and he had some nasty hip imbalances. He was loading one leg. He had a uh, messed up SI joint. And we were constantly telling him, you have to get balanced out. And we were running into some quad tears. Usually when we see a quad tear, that means that we're overloading one side of the body from shifting over because our glute and our pelvic floor and all of our stuff is not working correctly. And we were warning him against this. And then I never wanted that to come true. And it actually happened. But this was... What we start to see is, to your point of those catastrophic injuries, when we look back, there is a breadcrumbs leading oh, to that injury. Oh, I was going to say, the signs are all there. Now, yeah. when you have guys that are managing and trying to balance out their body and they do this stuff, when they do have what would be a catastrophic injury, they come back very, very quick, their body bounces back, and it's not career-ending like we see what we used to see. Yeah. Because the body is a lot more adaptive, right? So um, we're not going to do this crazy catastrophic just – detaching of limbs and stuff like that it's going to be a lot more manageable maybe it's going to be you know closer to just like a soft tissue tear where it could have been hey we would have blown the whole knee out it's the idea of and, and i think you guys would all agree hopefully at this point but it's the idea of the old school oh you hurt you blew out your back uh get some muscle relaxers get a shot at tour all and go lay on the couch for a couple of days and we're going no you blow out your back start moving and in fact the only <clears> thing we're going to do for the next six weeks is deadlift the shit out of something because yeah. that's how we get better. Now, when he says deadlift to show us something, it's not, we're not maxing out. No, 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 no. <laughs> we're no, no, we're going to, no, we're, no, no. we're loading. Whether, just, whether that's, yeah, yeah. That whether that's body lift. weight, hinging against we're, the band. Yeah, we're hinging. What, whatever. Active recovery, would active that reco- be after you, recovery? You right? have to yeah. move. Yeah. We, you know, like, I mean, I, I've said this a million times. I cannot think of one situation in history where somebody was like, fuck, I was too strong for that. 
<laughs> right, right. So like I don't right. I don't it just doesn't make sense to us to not go like yeah I should probably be a little stronger. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I think it goes without saying, right? We've kind of watched even the average person out there or the normal gym goer that's listening to this podcast right now, we can use examples kind of in time with athletics, the way we see things sort of taking place in our world right now, right? We can look at football. What, Ben, 10 years ago, you blew out your knee. You didn't work coming back. Yeah. Now you're coming back six months. And well, people are coming back from ACLs. Right, right. Uh, in, in large Achilles part, tears, because of what you just said, you're yeah. preparing yourself. I hate to say this, but you're preparing yourself for the injury in some way, right? I, yeah, and I look at, like, he's, he has a bunch of, like, real high-level athletes that he trains, and, and I watch their program, and, and it intrigues me because I, I wasn't brought up in college. It was the, the GA unlocked the door. Here's the sheet. Bench, squat, do whatever you want. If you make it out, cool. We'll go run five miles. <laughs> right, yeah. Whatever, but I watch, right. I watch. Specifically, I can think of one. So he, I, he puts together what I think is a pretty masterful program, and his one athlete in particular that is now playing a little college baseball, but he did some dumb stuff against our advice and decided to play a full contact sport after. That's you, Logan. Yeah. Okay. I just I don't know if we call <laughs> him out. Yeah. Out. Oh, this perfect opportunity. <laughs> call yeah, anybody yeah. out you want. But I'm thinking, yeah. like in my mind, I'm going, well, this kid doesn't come back unless he's had Brennan as his coach for the last couple of years. Like the kid's done. Yeah. Because you know, separated his shoulder from what I understand. Right. And so this like, was one of those kids. This was a special athlete all around. I mean, this kid was like. Just manhandling like seven hundred pound deadlifts from blocks in high school, wasn't he? Right, just like my. Usually, like I'll get an athlete. I'm not, you know, I run the conjugate cell. Like I don't just take them to peer max. Obviously, we all know like their body's going to shut down before they actually reach their max. But the kid came in and he was, he's. I'm like, okay, today we're going to pull off a like a six inch block just to get make sure you're like whatever good position, just a random variation. Pulls like six twenty. And I'm like, look at him. I'm like, holy fuck. And we're talking kid here. We're talking <laughs> kid's, high school. This kid's 15 years yeah. old, oh, 16 yeah, yeah, years yeah, old. Yeah, yeah. No, that even makes him And he's not yeah, even crazy. like big. He's just yeah. like, just, I don't even like how to. One of those guys, yeah. those, like one of those tall, lanky guys that just deadlift really well. You're like, how is this? That was, that's it. His yeah. build and everything was perfect. And yeah. I mean, not to sound like an asshole, but like for me, I look at when a guy can like has skill across a lot of things and then he gets hurt. I'm like, oh, that sucks. It's like, oh, this guy was. You know, he specialized in hockey from seven years old, and he gets hurt. I'm like, eh, whatever. We don't need him anyway. Yeah. It's what it is. But you get a guy like Logan, I'm like, this kid could have dominated in any sport that he wanted to so. do. Yeah. yeah. Right, right. Nothing, that is nothing sad, against yeah. hockey. I played hockey. I coached hockey. So what, what was the uh, – what happened? Was he, we still got him or what? Did we lose him according to Ben? Or yeah, what? no, no. He, no, he's back. He, okay, yeah, good, good. He, uh, okay. So I had him for two years, all through high school, um, and then got his Division One offer to go play baseball, and then so now he's actually just came back last week for winter break, so he's back nice. in the gym. Where's now. he playing at? Oh, he's over at Wayne State. Okay, yep. yeah. So yeah, that's yeah so he's he's back that now. strong of playing baseball. See, that makes me kind of sad. Yeah. Oh, dude, these guys like. <laughs> I mean, we, we, we kept telling these, him, dude, do a powerlift to me, do a powerlift to yeah. me, and then you what know. we're seeing is we're seeing a lot of the guys that like it used to be like all right, football guys are the strongest guys, and now we're seeing it's more, like a lot more yeah. guys that just have better leverages, right? Yeah, and they learn right, how to live right. correctly. We're seeing baseball guys, lacrosse guys, basketball guys that are stronger than a lot of football guys. Well, I think we attribute all that to what we're talking about with kind of this this preparation for training. Right? Well, I, th- I think I think it's it literally was that old system that kind of finally came to a head and just started ripping people's joints all apart and right. stuff. And right. it's like the old football mentality was like just go nuts in the weight room. And I think that by default of them having these higher level athletes and more in, in some of like the pure skill sports that aren't contact like like uh, like baseball and stuff like that, they're kind of backing people down and saying, or, or at least even in baseball, like. At a young level now, you and you know they're like they're at least trying to do some rotator cuff work, right? They're still trying to figure some something, stuff. Like they're something. just saying, hey, we should prepare for the injuries that are coming. 
And when they do that, now these kids' bodies are a lot more resilient than these football players just going in. Like my, my old football coach, was, we would do military press. We'd do full clean, like, to, to, into the front squat position, three rep max, and then we would do, like, a back squat and a deadlift. We'd do that Monday, Wednesday, Friday before right. the game. Yeah. yeah. And then we'd go in, and then, you know, into the playoffs, everybody's wearing yokes, <laughs> pieced right. together like a fucking mommy with <laughs> knee wraps. Kids are getting cortisone shots, like fucking varsity blues, you know? Yeah, <laughs> right, right. It's true, though. It is so true. Well, we could have a whole show on the on. comic, the comedy of all the... Well, we don't have to go back that far. That's the crazy thing about it. But yeah. yeah, you know, it's funny. I what? like to kind of... I, I, I don't know if you guys listened to last episode when I gave my bro science on the, my four my, my four letters I of did. recovery, I did. right? Yeah. And I'm starting to see here, maybe I'm not too far off because really patience, people. Here's the people around me right now, yep. right? Patience, of course, we have to have that. But mobility, right? We know mobility. You got to get that right before we build muscle. Yep. You would agree. Yep. And I kind of got that from you. I stole a little bit of that from you. I want you to know. This uh, Disclosure here. Because talking to Ben enough, it's, it, it kind of got me in this later part of my life even, understanding that without mobility, there is no muscle. You're just not going to build it without that, what we talked about, that range, right? Correct. That sweet spot, that middle that yeah. you're talking about where you're most strong. Yeah, you... I well, just, sorry to... Yeah, yeah, go ahead. But go to ahead. go right off of that, like... I, I, also, like, we can't confuse that with, well, that person can't go to the gym. Like, if it's his first day walking into the gym ever, we're not going to just put him on mobility, right? Like, we need to go through well, a to have, strength yes, of type course. of stuff to build yeah. that mobility. Because I think a lot of people get in there, like, because they call it, like, technique work, right? They'll sit there with a barbell, and they're like, oh, well, that's just not perfect yet. Well, it's like, well, you're just not strong enough yet to even get into the proper technique. So okay, we need to build enough. that yeah. strength safely to what you can – uh, like handle well, okay for instance like what he's saying for a lot of our guys like with like our new guy kyle right there's a bunch of mobility issues but the mobility issues are stemming from him being just imbalanced everywhere so he's like are we going to do some mob-? i'm like we don't need to mobilize you yet we're not going to mess with that we're going to let your body balance itself out via the program i give you and then we're going to start to see, see stuff open up and operate correctly and then we're going to get a real sense of hey what is um, you know what's actually tight here that we need to work on. Yeah, I was gonna say that, and that kind of follows. Yeah, yeah. So I was gonna say that kind of follows. Like when somebody, when I get together with somebody, and I go, "Okay, take me through it," and then I go, "Well, what have you been doing?" And then they go, "Well, nothing." And I'm like, "Well, that's not. You've never heard any of us say that ever. I don't know why that's a thing in your head, but here we go. It's the like master one thing first. So when we we talk in terms of mobility, that they're absolutely right. Like. If you can't stand up from the ground, I don't know that we need to work on opening your hips up. We should probably work on standing up from you, – you know what I mean? Like, That's a good point because I guess when I, when you kind of think about that, and I think everybody kind of needs to digest this that are listening to this podcast right now uh, that don't know are at this level you guys are, you have to, yeah, challenge sort of the body from a muscular standpoint to understand where those imbalances are 100%. coming from. In, yeah. ma- in majority uh, of the time, right? Because there's some growth that has to take place there. I'm, you know, yeah. We're not going to put 30 pounds of muscle on. We and These imbalances become uh, kind of a – you something you have to manage all the time. Yeah. I can only think, Ben, if you're 200 pounds and you're a power lifter or a strong man and all of a sudden you jump classes to do 20, 230, you're imposing a lot of different issues on your body that wouldn't have been otherwise realized had you not gotten stronger and bigger. Yeah, and I think a perfect example is I have uh, just got a new uh, female. She's a, a track athlete and didn't ever really lift in her life. Tall, lanky girl. And trying to, you know, teach her through just moving scaps properly, things like that. And I'm like, well, she just might not physically even be strong enough to even move into that position. So let's throw in some super light face pulls, you know, to build up some of the upper back strength. So now she actually has some strength to 
yeah. move that scap while you're laying on your back or something or or you know whatever it is. So God, it's kind of you can a almost good point. Well, yeah. So, so there's this point. there's this huge overarching concept that people don't understand and and so it, let's say we like mobilize or we want to do some soft tissue work at a joint. Okay, let's say that it's like an ankle, right? If their anterior tib and all of the muscles that control the stability of the ankle and the function like that, if those are just kind of shut down, underdeveloped, you know, I don't like to say shut off, but it's they're underdeveloped and all this stuff, right? If we get in there and we're like, oh man, your you know your ankle doesn't look right, we just got to mobilize your calf. If we stretch the hell out of that calf and we mash it soft tissue, and we, we there's the anterior tib and all the other stuff in that foot. Uh, and that ankle is still not strong enough to do anything. So now the only muscle that had tightened up to provide some form of pseudo stability, we've just turned into mush. And Correct. so now we've destabilized the ankle to a hugely larger, greater degree. And now the whole ankle is just nothing. It's just flop. And, and like, oh God, we're going to go on this tangent, but this is great. And this is why sometimes when we get somebody new and, and we realize that we have to develop somewhat of a strength platform, whatever, whatever that is to us. You'll watch us not give somebody a cue that ha has a terrible-looking deadlift or a terrible-looking terrible-looking whatever. We're not. We don't care how they move at that point. We just need you to do shit to get stronger. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, sure. There's some stuff going on yeah. that we can't even see yet, and we're not going to know what that is until you develop even a, even a shitty pattern at best. Like you don't have a pattern for us to assess yet. So, I, and I think sometimes people walk in they're like, "Oh, they down uh, deadlift with a rounded back or whatever." I'm like, "Yeah." You well, can't really hardly correct that unless you build muscle. Yeah, and if you don't if you don't know where you are in space and you've never done it before, how what do you, are you going to understand? Hey, you need to get into an anterior tilt, or you need to get into posterior tilt, or you need to drive this. That's, like mm. that's too much shit for somebody that's never. That's such and a it, great if, point. If they're Jeez. at that level, their their max deadlift, like to use that exercise, is going to be probably sixty percent of actually what they truly can even lift. Sure, so yeah, they're not yeah. going to get hurt. Right. They can't. Right. They, they don't even have the physiological right. capacity Correct. to get to right. what would be a right. legitimate one rep max. Or most of the kids that are young, to a weight that would be heavy enough to really significantly hurt them. Yeah, yeah. I was working with a uh, with a softball player yesterday, collegiate softball player. <laughs> God, I'm going to roast some people here, but. She was like, I have lower back pain. And I was like, okay, where? It was like, you know, the SI joint thing or whatever. And so we started working together. And I was like, well, what did you do in PT? And she's like, we did some arm stuff. And I was like, weren't you there? What did your script? She's like, ah, and it's in my back. Without diagnosing her, the, the, the ER, whoever, urgent care, put her on muscle relaxers and prednisone, right? Yeah. Without, like, wild, just that we go right to that as a society. <laughs> but we'll get again. Right. I know, and and so my my <laughs> point my point to this is they they didn't I was like let me guess you did you did some clams and she's like no I was like did you do anything with like a core brace she was like no we did like arm stuff and I was like but for your back she was like yeah and I was like wild let's try this and it was a simple it was a simple thing of she had no idea how to do anything it was it was like you just don't know how to move couple cues a little bit of breathing bracing she's like lower back pain's gone did we do anything absolutely not but we provided her body with the stimulus to deregulate a threat. And right, it just, it just right, all of a right. Sudden good present. point. Yeah, and I think a lot of what we deal with sometimes is people don't understand the difference between pain and injury. There's True. A, there's a huge, there's a huge difference. Pain is a signal for you to go, hey, something's going on. It doesn't always mean you can have pain without injury, injury without pain. It's a learning experience. And our goal, I think, or my goal on, on my responsibility in our group is to kind of educate people that, like, listen. 
just because you got tweaked doesn't mean it's not an excuse for you to sit down and not do anything. Like the important thing was that we have to do stuff and continue to learn. I think the point from that to me is you to stimulate, have right? To. Because you can stimulate and it's well, I'm a massage guy, right? So I understand it to some degree, even that's a stimulation. Sure. You're removing that sort of discomfort doesn't necessarily mean it's an injury. You're just sort of adjusting to get it so where you know that point is relieved, I guess. Correct. We're we're at least functionally there where we can and, and every time we do that we learn how to downregulate, or whatever you want to call it, downregulate the threat system in the body. So when pain comes up again, it doesn't send that alert into overdrive. It's going, all right, something's there. Let's go figure it out. And that becomes more of a critical thinking issue than a holy shit issue, I guess is what I'm getting yeah, at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, that, that we like sense. that. We like that. Well, I've, what I'm kind of gathered from this portion of the conversation is really from what I see out there sort of happening in the real world, because we got I want to get on to this uh, next topic we're going to talk about, which is what you guys are doing collectively. But what we're getting to in the real world these days is it often seems now that too many people then, according to what I'm hearing here today at this table, are looking at this sort of corrective stuff too soon. There, you see this programming that instead of been getting yourself to the point where you can perform a one met rep max because of what you just mentioned, yeah. they're doing all this sort of almost overdoing the prehab stuff that's not allowing them to get stronger, to be well, able to perform, so to assess. They, they go about it in a, in a like, I just want to put like a, like a warning out there. We're not saying that we're just letting kids deadlift with a completely rounded back. What we're saying is that we're coaching positions, but if a kid gets into a little bit of spinal flexion, we're going to let them go because we want to, one, build resiliency there. Two, we want stuff to get stronger all over around that body. We want them to figure out where he's at in space and we know now that there is a larger range to what would be like a neutral spine and stuff like this, right? Now, in terms of the corrective stuff, people just don't understand what it, what it is for what it is, right? So they're looking like postural corrective work is a drastically different animal for me than it is for Joe that sits at the uh, computer desk all day and is tight. My traps are tight for a different reason than his is from being at a keyboard. And then the response is different. Now the diagnosis could look similar, but there's going to come a time where for like postural corrective, we see this all the time. Like, Hey, traps are tight. Leave the traps alone. We'll do everything around the traps. And sometimes it's like, no, that area is hanging on for dear life. We need to do that area we need to get that area stronger so then it can relax and not provide that pseudo form of strength that the body likes to do, which is tightness and tighten everything up because it's holding on for dear life. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we can talk for about 10 hours on this subject oh, right now. I know what I'd be Rose. I know you're thinking, fuck, this is a, this is a rabbit hole. I had like 10 That's, more things. Yeah. Right. Well, I'm going to stop you right there, Brett, cause this is going to go into uh, kind of what we just talked about, because I think in, in something that I want to make sure that we have some good time to talk about is you guys collectively are doing something a bit revolutionary. I wouldn't say reinventing the wheel necessarily, but you're kind of making a better wheel right now. Trying. And that's with yeah. this uh, uh, coachingrevolution.net that you guys are doing. Sort of, for those of you listening out there, I'll prelude that by saying everything we kind of talked about and more, of course, and we'll get into that because there's much more to this, uh, leads into sort of what we're going to see from you guys now in 2023 as far as being able to offer this uh, collectively. Right, correct, yep. Uh, elaborate for me. Do a better job than I just did. Yeah. So everything that we talked about, like that, would be like one percent of what we're trying to offer, right? It's it's programming that instead of just giving you a sheet to follow, and then you maybe send a video back, and I give you a two sentence fix on that, and then that we move on from there. It's more so we are trying to 
give you, you know, like a, a the sheet, your workout, and then when you send us stuff back, it's all of us collectively trying to analyze what is going on with that exercise. Where where are the mobility issues? Where's the strength issues coming from? And then with inside that site, we have all of these tutorial videos, not just like the three second guy doing five reps and like that's you you have to mimic that just watch that and then do it it's us trying to you know like we'll film videos every day where i'll be performing the exercise while ben's pointing his finger around everything saying this is where you are trying to feel things this is exactly what the movement is now do them wrong this is what it feels like when you do them wrong this is what it looks like when you're doing them wrong so with obviously not being able to put hands on someone that's remote it's trying to give them what looks wrong what looks right what areas should you be trying to feel to to make sure you're doing that right? If you don't feel these areas, reach out to us so we can try to give you almost another exercise possibly that then will funnel back into that exercise of now you know. Like if you're trying to hold the scaps back in a deadlift or anything like that, it's like, well, if you don't know what that means, again, let's throw some band face poles in there. Okay, right, I, I got that feeling. feeling. Okay, yeah. so now I know what that feels like. So now let me try to take that now back to the deadlift. And then, boom, okay, okay, I have some feeling there now. So it's like, that's what we are trying to do, essentially different than just your everyday programming as far as the online world goes, is just to get much more in-depth with how we can try to relate to these Yeah, because essentially how, uh, how I'm understanding it is the way it's broken down is essentially the same sort of like like you'd mentioned, Ben, where you have the orthopedic in the room with the surgeon, and you guys ultimately are all looking at the same thing. So when you're talking about coaching from that perspective and coaching revolution you really it's not i'll take this one ben and i'll take this one brent and i'll take this one b rose it's no this is all a client that sits within the collective correct so they're able to get every facet of what we're talking about because ultimately that point and then bringing in a bigger point of corrective uh you know corrective measures to get better at performance yeah absolutely and and you know we were kind of talking like pre-podcast as Ben has alluded to, like we all kind of have, you know, I hesitate to call myself a master or anything, but we all have a, a, a shitload of experience in our particular areas. And I, we talk about it. I know you guys could certainly program mobility, some FRC stuff, just based off the last years of us doing it. Mm-hmm. I could certainly program some powerlifting stuff. But at the end of the day, I, I know they're much better at me than look. Look at them, right? Look at look at just based off their experience alone and their their competition standard. Why would I not want to give somebody that experience? I he's programs for me. Yeah. Like yeah, let's get that same experience for my people too because I trust these guys that much, right? And so that's like, a bit of the disconnect right now with some coaching yeah, programming so. out there is there is there's not that ego set aside. It's like a guy can be uh, solicited to coach. Yeah. And most coaches aren't going to turn away that money. Yeah, they're scared no, they're going to get yeah, stolen even, from even them. if they don't they can't tackle the problem or it's outside yeah. of their scope, they're like, "Hey, I'll just try and I'll, I'll experiment on this person and with their own money and yeah. then kind of mess around." Well, so the whole concept behind this, right? So we've all had, we're making the site for the people like us and we've lived it. We've had multiple coaches ourselves. We've had the online experience. We provide the online experience and we're athletes and we're coaches full-time ourselves. And so what we're looking at is all the years and all of the coaching that I received, I was like, where is the disconnect? And we kind of figured out that's where the disconnect is, is how do we get that online or that in-person feel and how do we transform that into an online, what you're going to get online. And we started to figure out that it's not in the X's and O's and it's not in just the video of me doing five reps, you copy it. It's in the breakdown. It's in these long complex videos of 
these coaching scenarios. And so what I'm really excited about for this is we, we call it like the exercise bank and now it's going to have all the normal videos on there just in case you want to look and, and uh, just kind of monkey see monkey do from that. But we're filming coaching scenarios and it gets updated weekly and bi-weekly and sometimes we update it daily. It just depends on how much we go through. But these are situations that we're running into in the gym. And we started to see this trend over the course of, you know, all these years is we're like, hey, we're explaining these in-depth concepts the same every so often to the certain people. And I'm like, that's where the special sauce is. So let's put those out in, into the world. And that's what's going to be on the site. So we run to a coaching scenario. We're like, hey, you know, we're, we're palpating somebody's scaps. And we're hey, saying, hey, push down into my hands. That's how we get our back tight for the bench. And then I'm saying, hey, pull down into my arms with your lat. That's how you use your lat. And they're going, oh, that's how I use my lat. I always thought it was a different way because I only researched it. And I had all this external stuff and never had anybody show me that. And then I say, hey, in the video, I say, hey, grab a partner, have him put his thumbs on your shoulder blades, pull your shoulder blades down, and then they're like, oh, this is how I use my back, and they've never understood that, right? So we put these coaching, it's more of a coaching scenario type of a bank where it's all of this dynamic information that gets passed along, and it's literally going to be us working through problems. And we're going to have full training sessions on there, you know, of our own exercise or our own workouts so they can see the pace and see how it operates. And they're like, hey, how do you get through this in an hour? I go, well, I set up my circuit. You know, right. after my main stuff, it's already set up and I just go right to it. And then they go, oh, that's where I was losing out on 15 minutes, whatever, whatever, whatever. Go ahead. I think you had some. Well, it, well, it's just kind of like this dude, Brent has pretty much a coaching cue for any scenario you could ever come across. And like, I can't tell how many times we've been sitting in the gym, like going, going through like, you know, they'll come in and be like, hey, my shoulder sucks or whatever. And we get 30 minutes in and go, we probably should have filmed that because we just <laughs> talked. <laughs> right. Like that yeah. was like, not I was like yeah. gold, but like that was some shit that. That only comes about organically, right? I think it's just because we have these conversations so much that it's just we don't even think anymore of like, oh oh, this yeah, this would yeah. help other it'll people. It'll almost be yeah. like a it'll be like a sermon type of a scenario at the gym because we'll get athletes, we'll start bullshitting, and all of a sudden there's like, you know, five six athletes sitting around, and then I'm like, I look over at them because I get annoyed when we're in our conversation. They come <laughs> over to me, I'm like, yeah, do you have a question? What do you want? And they're like, no, I'm just here listening. I'm like, all right, and then I just get back to conversation, and. They just sit there and they listen, and then I realize I'm like, that's gold to them because they're picking up all of this knowledge. And then, you know, our job is like, hey, let's get that and put it out in the world, and then also figure out a way to translate it to the athlete. I think that's where a huge disconnect is with people that actually have a really deep and a good knowledge base. And we 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 bitch about this all the time, um, you know, off camera and stuff. Is <laughs> that you get these guys that they, like they they want to coach their athletes with like biomechanically like correct terms. Like, so the fucking athlete has to have an exercise science degree to figure out what the fuck you're uh, saying. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't care. If I'm you, like, I literally, I've had football. I've, I've told these guys this, and I've showed these guys this. I had football guys that couldn't figure out how to throw their hips, you know, under, like, when right. they're doing a deadlift stuff. Yeah, yeah. I literally went behind this big-ass motherfucker. I grabbed a uh, stick roller, and I shoved it in his ass crack. And his fucking glutes <laughs> squeezed. Easy right? way to get it. And I go, see what you just did? That's using your hips. All right, do that every time. Next set, throwing the bar off his back. I go, that is so caveman rudimentary, but... I was just so sick of trying to explain to this kid. I'm like, picture me doing this. This is me doing this. Watch me. That Watch this guy. Couldn't get yeah. through to him. So I just, I went caveman. Our job as coaches, and this is kind of a side tangent, I'm sorry, but yeah. our job as coaches is just, the, the, these guys are coming to us to build the strength, right? They're, they're they, you don't bring your car to a mechanic and ask them how the fucking engine works. You just want them to fix it, right? Right, exactly. So that's our yeah. job. I don't care what I say to you to make you move. Now, 
Now, via, you know, the, the Instagram warriors and the Instagram warrior coaches out there, they're going to be like, oh, my God, I hate that cue. Um, you know, you guys, oh, I hate the chest up cue in the squat. I go, guess what? Uh, I don't hate when my guys destroy all your guys on the fucking platform and I'm squatted by 200 pounds. I can care less. Now, yes, I do know that I don't want an open scissor position mm-hmm. with the rib cage and we need to brace the diaphragm and all that. I don't care. Yeah, right, I already right, know that right. that's prerequisite knowledge for guys that have made it this long in the industry and the guys that I want to associate with and I'm comparing – um, my athletes too, right? So we don't need to go down this whole thing of like speaking in biomechanically correct terms. It's, it's useless. It just eats up yeah. time and it's not needed. Like, yes, we all know that cue, but if my guy is rounding like this in a squat and I say chest up and then he squats better, my job is done. That's right. it. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I, I'm getting off on a tangent in my brain as I'm like glued to my fucking phone all day because that's what I do, as you guys know. And I watch those, those uh, we'll just say those people, right? Like we all know who they they'll, are. They'll do like it's biomechanic three, nonsense is what yeah, it is. They go on like a three-page yeah. series about yeah. how they hate some cue that a coach uses. And you're like, you have no idea the scenario the coach is in. Yeah. Like, some, like sometimes yeah. I'm like, arch your back as hard as you can. And then every you know PT or functional fitness guy in the world is going to red light going off. Yeah. Oh my God, you're going to open up your well, those, those are like, the same people sh- that say you have to squat with your toes pointed straight Boys, forward. Yeah, right? how, how all this stuff. Like, whatever. Right, yeah, right. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it, it is a mess, man. It is a mess. Well, and to take nothing away from these guys, right? They're just using they're just using book mentality to try to translate into athlete. It just doesn't work. Well, it's yeah. a selling so, point, right? Yeah. These guys want to use ten dollar words and they want to use all these biomechanical phrases because they think that it makes them look smarter yeah. to the outside world, and that may be true for some people that are you know ignorant to that fact but it's just not it's one of these things where it's like all right dude you got to understand guys you know anybody that is actually good and the real ones know who the real ones are we don't we don't need to sit here and speak in vinyl mechanically correct terms we even on my programming and this is what we're going to do on the site is i look at all these athletes and no offense to you athletes i'm like you guys are idiots so what i'm going to do is i'm going to make this program so cut and dry to where if you just follow it, you cannot mess it up. That's my goal because I'm, especially online, because I'm not there coaching them in person. Now, when we have all these videos and stuff, it opens up some stuff I can do with the program. But I set it up to where I'm like, all right, the way that we're going to have you execute this exercise, you have to hit the muscle group that we're asking you to hit. And so even if you don't know anything and you've seen Joe Bodybuilder at your gym, do it a different way. You're going to execute it somewhere in the realm of correctly to the point where I can give you a couple extra cues and fix it up. Well, you say easy, right? We're going to do it easy, but easy for you is not easy because what ultimately, Brent, what you're saying about this bank, right, this 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 wealth of resource, mm-hmm. essentially, you're breaking down every intangible. You well, almost have to. And that, that's where we're trying to make the difference of just giving them the $10 cue or whatever it may be. It's, hey, instead of us just saying, like, uh, you know, maybe type a cue into the like into their spreadsheet, it's, like, let's just try to provide them this whole video and give them at least that starting base. Yeah. And then that'll probably clear up 90% of the questions. Yeah. So now if you still have a little disconnect, okay, now that's where our, our art of coaching comes in to, to figure out, you know, shove the pole up the dude's ass. Right, because it's thing, not you know? so always it's like, that case. Exactly. You're not always got that sure. house scenario and, like, we have to, like, dive, dig a deep yeah. dive into what the problem is. Yeah. 90% of the problems are just so let's problems. Like, let's try to cover as much stuff as possible right away for that client or that athlete, whatever it may be. So then it's 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 taken care of. Now, they don't even need to waste their time of trying to send us, like, do the whole exercise cr- wrong and then send us the video, and then be like, then us trying to coach them through it. Now, like they don't even get to it till week three of yes. maybe doing it right. It's 
if we can try to provide everything that we think might cover that or, or what we have seen through the years of this is going to go wrong, this is going to go wrong, this is going to go wrong, this I fix this, this, and this. Well, it's already right we're already seeing this. All, so we have guys running on the site now in beta testing, and the product is just insane. These guys are executing almost better than the guys that I see in person. And I think, like you said, uh, we talked about this before the podcast, but they can sit there and rewind it and they go, oh, okay, 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 okay. And everything is set up correctly. They're moving at a correct time. Um, Work-to-rest ratios are all correct. They're in great shape. They're moving They're moving good. And it's awesome because, okay, okay. Obviously, right, there's a business aspect to everything, right? Sure. And on the business end for us, we are running so much more efficiently as coaches because we're cutting down the time. Like the time that it takes me to explain all this stuff without these videos and the system in place could eat up an, an almost an entire week of communication between yeah. me and this individual. Now it, lim- it brings it down to maybe a 10 minute conversation a couple times a week or whatever the hell they need, but it's significantly less. With nothing lost in translation, which is the tough part when you're trying to deal with any coach for that matter. Uh, you know, even if it's a coach that you trust, you understand and you, you know, you've, you've built some relationship with over the years. Ultimately, there's a lot lost in translation and a personal standpoint. Yeah. But the biggest disconnect with online coaching has always been, well, not only is there shit lost in translation, but the translation in general isn't even achieved. Right. But this essentially is what you're telling me now with what you guys have going on and the way you're kind of delivering it, that delivery system of this uh, coaching revolution. Yeah, we're trying to make it so it's like, if you were online, we want it to be like you were standing right there yeah. in that gym with us while he is demonstrating how to do an exercise to me while you're standing there. Okay, yeah, yeah, now, I got that, I got that. No, when we're updating this site, it's it's like a self-replicating robot. It's going to be awesome. Because every time we come across this new scenario, that goes into the site. And then when you've seen this kind of thing from the top down, you're looking down, you see this whole thing evolve. I've seen careers come and go and start and finish in powerlifting now. And you see how these things develop, and you can start to see that a lot of this stuff trends back to the basics, right? So we're going to have all of that stuff in detail covered. And then what's cool about that is like, all right, now there's a one-off here that we've came across. Now we film all the stuff that we need to about the one-off. Now, how many one-offs outside of that bell curve of human beings are we going to have? There's only going to be, just statistically, there can only be a certain percentage. And then once we have all that covered, we have all the bases covered, and then we can start to get even more in-depth on the basic things that we have. And so it just kind of expands upon itself, and it's going to be when we get it the way that I want it, and, and this is going to be like after, as we grow, as we grow, it's just going to be something that, it, that has, has never been put in place before because just it, the, the logistics of it, they just could not have been able yeah, to Yeah, well, it. anytime you have a bunch of bros trying to figure out some high-tech stuff, there's going to be a few logistical issues. That's oh, why we got Chris. The, yeah, <laughs> yeah we, have, we have an IT guy because I, I he can barely to, operate Instagram. I'm some trying of those to figure group out Google He needs a whole team just for some of the <laughs> techniques. Rose, what, what is the most challenging aspect of this from a physical uh, prehab, rehab standpoint? Uh, what would be considered I, the most challenging? Well, on my, on my end, like how I look at Yeah, things. yeah, because that, that to me seems like the one cog in all this as a as somebody who would want to participate in this. Yeah, so... What, what am I seeing from you? I mean, how hard is it really? It, it It's fun. Before, I, before, okay. I, before we go into it, it's fun. And I think, you know, while I think my role is instrumental, I, I understand that, like, what I can provide is supplemental in a very important way. But at the end of the day, people need to get strong based off what we're doing, right? That's the meat and potatoes of this. But in order to maximize that efficiency, like I feel like I have an intrinsic role to play in that. 
and I think the the hardest part of all this is the dosing of everything, right? Okay. And we talk about it like we want to kind of like as people peak, let's say just as a crude example, as people are peaking for strength, we start to wind down the effort and the mobility. But as we're kind of winding down from that strength, kind of coming into our off season, we start to up the pressure of mobility, right? So we're kind of have this undulating wave where we can keep the, the neural drive high all year long and still make gains. So the next time we go to peak for strength, now we've added that intro, like, and it's just figuring out that dose because the thing that always happens, and this is the hardest thing I think to do, or one of the hardest things I think I do with online folks is like, you can't put your thumb on them because you can't make right, force them right. to come to the gym. Yeah. And while we have to go off the inherent trust that like, yeah, if you fill out your sheet, we got to trust you did everything. Like Ben and I talk about this and we talk about this all the time. People coming, people coming to Ben and Brian all the time. I want to be a division one athlete. I want to be the best powerlifting or powerlifter in the, in the history of the universe or get up on the RPGs wall of fame kind of thing. And then we're watching him and it's like, well, we're only, he's only asking four days out of you. You're only asking four days out of your athletes and they show up two. I didn't get, I, they show up four, but they're there for 35 minutes or 40 minutes. And I'm going, well, what kind of drive is that? So like trying to figure out how to make sure I'm not giving them too much, giving them just enough, making sure we're doing enough. Well, I would say there's a practicality sense yeah, to it as well, right? It's like where, where we run into is that there becomes an inherent barrier in terms of you, we have to be a good salesman at a certain point, not in terms of like monetary value, but sales on the importance and the, the, the completeness of the program, right? So what a guy's going to do is if he has a nine to five and kids and stuff, and he's only got an hour and a half dedicated, what's he going to skip? He's going to skip warm-ups. He's going to skip activation. Uh, he's yeah. going to skip mobility, yeah, right? Sure, sure. So again, I said, these guys, I, I think I'm like, all right, you're a dummy and you're an asshole, right? Even though I know mm -hmm. they're not, but that's how I'm going to program it. That way, if they're not like that, they get even more, right? So we have to look at it in a practical standpoint. It's like, all right, they don't have an ART guy. They don't have access, right? They're already spending their extra disposable income on our program. So we have to be able to put, how do we rig up a soft tissue release? Where do we put it in in terms of time? Where do we ask them to do it? Do we superset it with stuff to make sure they get it in? Do we put it in on the off day? Do they have time on an off day to do it? Do they have extra uh, time outside of the four days? Whatever it is. Go ahead and spend and I was going to say, and, you know, because of that, like, I have or we have an incredible – Part of that exercise bank is a bunch of the mobility movements with in-depth explanations. But, you know, unfortunately, a lot of the time I get better buying once people kind of mess themselves up and they get back and they realize sure. the intrinsic value. Like just well, we know this yeah. as athletes, right? Yeah. 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 You're probably working on your hip now more than you did sure. before the hip got destroyed. Right. And it's yeah. just like right now, I'm like, I, I am, what would it be? I'm 11 weeks out from a tricep surgery. And now my left arm that got surgically repaired is larger than my right arm because I was like the prehab right. or the rehab turned into actual work into hypertrophy. And I'm like, wow, no, there's my, an imbalance. My no, injured arm right. is larger right. than my regular, my good arm. Yeah. So now I got to go back and fix this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That is true. But there's a, there's a level though of, I, I guess, because we're, the bigger picture is when we're talking about you working with coaching revolution, there's a customization to this as well. I get that all these pieces and parts exist, but ultimately... Uh, that's kind of where the conversation starts, right? What are they coming to you for specifically? Yeah, so we're going to have, there's going to be tiers, right? We're going to have, you know, we're going to have templates. We're going to have templates of a bunch of different kinds, right? We have linear, we have conjugate, we have DUP. We're going to have, we'll eventually probably have some 531 stuff on there. All kinds of stuff that you can get like that that just click and then you follow it along. We have different levels of buy-in, right? We have our normal programming. We have 
programming plus mobility, right? We have programming plus mobility and nutrition, which would be like the top tier, everything like that. And then, um, you know, we're going to do some stuff. Like if we customize it, we can set up some FaceTime videos or um, some whatever the hell those are called, Skype calls, whatever, you know, whatever <laughs> Zoom the kids these call days. them nowadays. <laughs> yeah. I don't fucking know. Zoom. And, um, you know, Zoom, yeah, this guy Zoom older than I am? What's yeah, going on yeah. here? I don't know. I'm, I'm terrible with that stuff. <laughs> well, yeah, so like it, we're going to be able to customize it as much as you want. But, again, I want everybody to understand that I, I don't think that a lot of that stuff, I, I think that they're going to be able to, get a lot more out of just the bread and butter like getting let's get the programs going and even buying the templates like i was explaining to this uh, uh about this before the podcast these templates are not like hey i wrote a template for a 12-week peak right this is templates that we've peeled out of hundreds of athletes over years and years of peaking and then i took all the best parts and i plugged it in and i go this is a template that i feel i can put my name on and get an actual result because these are legitimate templates that actually work. It's not just I'm writing X's and O's down. It was, I wrote an X's and O's down, and then this guy was, you know, fatigued at week five. So how do we form fit that? And then I test it on the next guy. And then we tweak it, and then I go, hey, this guy should have peaked a week earlier. And then we tweak that. And then after years and years of that, then we devise this template. These aren't just, like, random X's and O's, how I would write a template for, like, we wrote in strength and conditioning class for, like, a 12-week, you know, prep. You know, which which what a lot of these people say is when they're writing templates, these are just one-off templates that they're writing off the top of their head. Now, it could be effective, but I'm saying these are tried and tested programs that got form-fitted into templates. And then, you know, just to talk about what would be on the site a little bit, we're going to have, you know, there's going to be articles. It's going to be, imagine, remember the old, old way back, like the Deep Squatter, like, website and all yes. that crazy yeah. stuff, right? right? You'd have these articles and forms and all that stuff. And, like, uh, old sites like Elite FTS or even the West Side site, right? You see all this stuff on there, and it's like, this is awesome information. But then there is a, I mean, I mean, a million people have done this with the Westside program, right? They read the book or they read the articles and they can't put it into practice because right, there's something right. lost oh, in translation. Huge disconnect. Right? Huge disconnect. Huge disconnect. Or yep. even any, just, I mean, bodybuilding.com, they, they run stuff and it's like not the same. They don't understand rest, work to rest ratios or don't do supersets yep. correctly. Their form's all <laughs> terrible. We're going to put all this in and it's going to be translated for you and it's all going to be one place. So if you read something in an article that's on our site and you're like, oh my God, this is, pretty cool i feel like i'm doing this or this is going wrong there's it now it's you can click it and yeah, then you can see a video yeah, we can it, explain the whole yep. thing and then say hey this is what it would look like in a program and then this is what it is in the program and this is how you would execute it and the whole thing from square one all it around. is truly a uh, it's a revolution for sure but you're just essentially you're pioneering just the the idea of just putting this information all in one place now because i love the the, the 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 reference you made or the uh analogy between west side and how we interpreted it right yeah because we all read the fucking book <laughs> give me a break nobody was putting that shit 90 95 percent of people have no idea None. what's going on with that type of a programming and they they got the box squats and the jumps. That's down. it. They, they yeah, think yeah. that That's we're it. doing box squats and bands and chains and all of this stuff. It's like there are no exercises. Yeah, unless you were down there being coached by Louis himself, you weren't figuring this shit out or finding some student of his. Or now we've got a, a larger family tree out there, obviously with yeah. you guys as well. Yeah. You were you're still not getting to the bottom of that shit. Even I mean, you like even old school hardcore linear periodization stuff has just people have no idea what's going yeah. on with running it and even like on the side of the conjugate guys hating on the linear stuff they're hating something that was a bastardized child of something that wasn't even supposed to come up right it was right. like the people their their interpretation of linear periodization 
that sucks for everyone was not the way that it was even supposed to be made in the first place. And then you get guys over here on the contract side looking at that. Yeah. It's like, well, you're hating the thing that does, it's not supposed to exist. So I understand why you hate it, but it's not even a real thing right. in Every, terms of like what it's meant to be. Everybody wants to tweak the put their own name on they it. do like, and they, that's they, really where yeah. the problem yeah starts. they try to take a little yeah. piece out of every single program you know? and i'm standing yeah. in the background because you know my, my favorite thing is it i just if you haven't been to if you haven't been to rpg for a lift on a monday night or a saturday morning it's it's worthwhile just to come down and what i love is sometimes when i have a client maybe a newer client that comes through on a monday night um or even in the even in the monday mornings which are pretty hype as well they just have that turn, and their eyes just go, "What did I just walk into?" And I'm like, "Nobody bites." These are the these are yeah. th this collection of individuals in this gym are the first people on earth that would help the 90 year old lady on the leg press be like, "Listen, I love the fact that you're in here. Let's go!" Right? It's not it's it's odd because you walk in there and you have this. You know, we're talking about like the, the collection of some of the biggest humans that I've ever been around on earth. Just and they're they're all. Multiple three hundred, right, right, and like to me, human. like to us, that's that's not like yeah, you guys, right. you guys are big, but I've seen bigger, right? Like, yeah. like, but people that don't have that experience are like, does Ben fit through a door? Does Steve fit through a door? Jesus, Brent's back is this and why? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, they're all right. I know, and I'm then like, Sean walks by and you're, I'm like, there's a guy over there that's a foot and a half taller yeah, right, than right. me with abs. Well, that, like that's a, what's awesome for my high school kids is you know like they'll come in and they'll deadlift maybe three fifteen and they think they're like, oh, that's, that's oh yeah, ass. you know, because yeah. like they're the strongest kid in their weight room, then like. Like we were talking about, like my wife, right? Then they watch her. They're like, oh, "Well, she just beat me on that deadlift, it and she's so like a quarter of my size." So, you know, I wish I had the RPGs of the world back when, twenty years ago, thirty years ago, when I was lifting. Yeah, it right? just it just it makes just, such an environment. Does, so now the kids, does. like, I don't even need to sell the whole motivational like buy-in. They no. just see it no, for just, real just, life, right. and they're like, "Okay, tell me what to do. Yeah, I want, right, I want right. to do that." Well, well Brian, what I love the most too about your website that you guys are doing is, uh, and, and Ben, you made mention of it. You got some people right now. You're beta testing, but t truly, this has been a beta test for fucking five, uh, six years. Geez. I mean, this is not just. Oh, yeah. let's throw something together, Ben. We talked about that briefly. You're like, "Fuck, I wanted to do this five years ago. I just didn't." Well, we, we, had, we actually we actually started it. I can't remember what the hell the thing was called, but it was Chris Wood, our IT guy. He had the servers ben. in his com. basement. <laughs> And it was like something black square box or some crazy little website portal we made. And we started it up and like even the exercise bank, like I was telling you, I put like 15 or 16 videos up there and I'm like, all right, for what I want to do, I'm like, I don't even have the steady hands of the technology to pull off a procedure like this. So I'm like, I'm like, this was just, it was just crazy. I'm like, I'm in way too deep. And I'm like, all right, guys, we're going to back off the, cause I was kind of, I was just kind of putting my toe in the water. And so I had a bunch of my athletes doing the program normal, but then I was trying to, like, hey, submit to the uh, Blackboard site, and, um, you know, we'll do the videos on there and stuff, and it just became this big clusterfuck of stuff. So luckily I was like, yeah, guys, the website went down. I don't even know what to do. So we're just going to go back. Yeah, yeah. And, and this is when I was still writing programs on, like, a blank white email, and I would just go top to oh, bottom. Oh, right, right. And then yeah. somebody was like, yeah, you know, you got to make this look fancy with colors and, and uh, you know, grids. And all this, and I was like, no, dude. And then after like five years, and one of my athletes was like, all right, here's the thing that you need to do now. And I'm like, fine, I'll do it. And then we started getting well, into the modern era, but yeah. It, it all makes sense, right? It all kind of comes together at some point where you just realize all the pieces are in place. And now sometimes I'm sure you look back at those old videos and go, who the fuck's that guy? What's oh, that guy talking well, about? Well, I, I tell coaches now, I go, I'm like, dude, if you look back 
a year ago at your own program and you aren't disgusted with what you wrote, <laughs> right. to some degree, that means you're not continuing your education. Right, right. Like some of these people, I want to like send them like a refund, like 50 bucks. Right, like, right. I'm so sorry for what I gave you when I was right. young and didn't know anything. That's what I say to my first 10 girlfriends, too. I want to apologize. <laughs> yeah. I'm really sorry. That was terrible. I want to send them a fucking card or something. Yep, yep. Yeah. It's Amazon gift card. Right? Yeah, I'm sorry yeah, about yeah. that. I, I'm sure you've had better since, but I was just learning back then. Yeah. <laughs> sure. So, so, let me, Brent, real quick. This is going to launch. Uh, what soft soft launch? We hard launch this. What we're uh, like right now. We we basically have the soft launch right now. That's yeah. what the beta testing all is. Okay. And we're just we, we kind of chose like some people that we like. I I specifically chose a couple of guys. And if you're listening, I'm sorry, but I chose a couple of guys, and I'm like, this guy's going to fuck up a lot of stuff. So it's going to give us a good beta tester because right. I'm like, yeah. you're going to get thoroughly confused with this, and then you know it's going to give us. An example of like what all the problems could be. That's basically the point of a beta test, right? We're trying to figure out all, and I'm so glad we did because we're coming across this stuff, and it's awesome because we can, you know, when we do the launch, it's like we're we're getting closer and closer to like what will be the best possible product already. And and I guess no matter when you launch this, at this point, and all the knowledge is going into it, the beta test, of course, is a necessary step in all this. Uh, this is just an evolution. It's just I just see this site like you kind of made reference to the replicating robot. I mean, essentially that's what we're seeing because I yeah. doubt you're. I bet you're missing a hundred things in the back of your mind right now as oh, about yeah. what needs to be applied. It's every, but you won't know it, until it yeah. comes up. And it's every day, and like like there's a lot of stuff that we're going to expand into, and I really wanted to talk about this. And we had these ideas of like, um, you know, we're going to get into some um, some strength and conditioning um, consultation and stuff because. We have all worked in the high school space as strength conditioning oh, yeah. um, coaches and stuff, and we know the limitations. We know where the the financial barriers are and all kinds of stuff like this. So we're going to get into stuff to where we are breaking down coaches or a technique for coaches. We're going to show them how the logistics of a weight room can work. How do you operate fifty athletes, or how do you run fifty athletes with three squat oh, racks and three bars? That's great. All this yeah. stuff, and this is all the stuff that. We do in person with these coaches, but also the barrier, like for me, would be all right. We can hire you in for six weeks, and then we're out. So now it's like, all right, well, how do we how do we break in and I make it, it financially viable for these high schools? Is we put the price point down and we put it all online, and we explain to these coaches exactly what we're looking for and how to coach it. We're going to teach coaches how to coach. We're going to teach them how to use their space practically, and then we're going to we're going to even offer. You know, there's going to be. All kinds of branches, you know, we'll get into, you know, consultation for what they need to uh, do to buy their gym. I know he's, like, revamping um, some high school gyms and stuff like that. All that stuff is going to be on there, and we're going to start to slowly just reach out and reach out and put all of the stuff that we've learned as coaches, and and, and we're going to put it out there, and we're going to reach as many people as possible. And what I love about it is that from we, – we have been – doing this with so many athletes over the years, we figured out good price points for people. It's not this crazy bullshit that I see online. Like sign up for $285 for a month of training and all this stuff. And, in, you and know, you they, just get X's and O's. That's you get yeah. X's and O's, and, they, and, and you know, we, the attrition we know, on that's ridiculous. We know some guys too. in the powerlifting world that we we equally hate. It's like come pay me five hundred dollars and do a two hour session with me, and all this stuff that it's like. Well, you're, first of all, you're not worth that. For two, you're just kind of stealing people's money because this is a very easy thing for you to do. Like, if we wanted to have somebody come in and do like a, an assessment, we don't really need to do that. We can assess them as they walk over to the turf. We can say, hey, all right. Uh, internal rotation here, uh, toes are uh, ducked out, hips are tight, whatever. We don't need all of this formality yeah. and to charge you $200 for an hour. Yeah. And it's like that with the coaching, and, and especially with 
this knowledge that we've gained in it being as expansive as it is now, now we can offer the product at the highest quality at the fairest price that we can. Well, I think every coach out there, and even at the level that I coach, which is minute compared to you guys, we want we, there's a level of self satisfaction there as well. Mm-hmm. I don't want attrition. I don't want to start training somebody and not have them there to experience the process. Yeah, because you're not going to get that. It's not going to be effective. If it's not for. I months, mean, that, that's right? that's why we work. all coach is to yeah. see them succeed. That's, exactly. That's the only if you're reason not we're that doing guy, you get the fuck out of coaching, yeah, you're yeah. or you're just business. going in for a money grab, yeah. which we know exists on a very high level out there. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, we don't want that. It sounds to me kind of what you guys are putting together is more of that. You know, coming to the family, coming to the fold. You know, well, let's that's make what it is. Different. I mean, how many of these coaches at a high school level do you guys all know that are spending hours, unpaid hours there? Like, they want more out of this stuff. Right. And, you know, you know, a lot of these guys kind of bastardize the high school coach that is in charge of the weight room. And it's like, well, what else is there? There is nobody. Right. right? Yeah, at least so, that guy's volunteering. Time at least he's volunteering. Right. He's, probably, he's, to he's probably the best coach yeah. in the world. Right. And he's yeah. out there and he's trying to research articles, but you just don't know what you don't know. It and, is what yeah. it is. What right? a monster thing to be thrown into. Like, in, in like, ah, God, here we go. But. That that is when you need somebody highly friggin' skilled in in, in that yeah. craft is in, in a high I, school weight room. Yes, and I oh, feel like sure. I feel like that we have sure. a unique skill set because we have been in that weight room and coached those kids and dealt face to face with those coaches and saw their disconnect, what they don't know about coaching those lifters. We've seen what the lifters do wrong. We see what the school is not giving them. We see that the school's only paying them their two hundred and fifty dollars for a season to be a coach or whatever it is. Oh, yeah, and we've yeah. seen all this stuff. So I know I'm like, now this is a solution that we are gonna have that a lot of people just cannot even know about. They don't know about the problem. They don't know about the solution. And if they do know about those, they haven't had the time in person with both of those demographics. I've sat down with ADs. I've seen the coach, the AD, and me. I've seen that whole relationship. I've seen the coach, the athlete, and the um, the constant, whatever the hell I would be guy. I'd be like a <laughs> consultation guy, I guess. I don't know what that, that point. But I see all of these relationships, yeah. and then that is where all of this stuff, that that's the translation that gets lost, and then we're, we're going to be able to offer that at a certain point. Yeah, I, I see that sort of like, I keep going back to those older sites you mentioned, and kind of a, a collaboration of all that thought process with this sort of new way age to do things and get things done with sharing information uh, just why why hasn't this been done sooner <laughs> i mean it's like this isn't like fucking technology that no, wasn't available yeah we're not reinventing the wheel i'm in here pacing around the gym i felt like fucking steve jobs man <laughs> i got the iphone in my head and i'm like these people don't even know they want it because they've never seen it you know i love it and that, that was how it was but i just i knew that it needed to be there and i would like you get into like you know some of like the elite fts's and stuff yeah and there's like this expansive library it's awesome it's like all right well where yeah, does that go like, in my program right so how what's I, the right. set how do i translate it how do i translate right and that's where I'm like, all right, so now, and I didn't know that at the time, but now that is the language that I learned how to speak yeah. from trans, you know, transfer, uh, like traveling this journey for this many years. And then that's where the stuff that's needed. And that, like, my goal for me is I get controlled by this, by the wife all the time. And these guys yell at me because I'm trying to hand out free shit. I just like helping people, dude. If I see a guy get a PR, it gets me fucking jacked up. Man. Well, so, it's, it's not that we're like, stop handing out free shit. It's like, hey, man. We've all put in 15 years of handing yeah, out. Well, it's, yeah, it's not. Yeah, point, I don't mean, yeah. We got to be able to pay for like there's value, yeah. in the mortgage. There's value Hence, in this. this is where I'm going to be like that on this fucking podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right here, bro. So yeah, right, 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 right. Yeah, this and, is and, why and, we're doing yeah. this site. But is, we were, right, very, I think, exactly. I think you guys will agree. We were very conscious of what prices we, we yes, were charging. Yeah. And and I don't know that any, you know, if it happens, well, to blow up, it happens to blow up. Yeah. But I think the overwhelming goal why we decided to do this is because we actually do care about helping people. And yeah. like going back to the little kids thing, I, I know you can speak to this. I'm sure you can. I cannot tell you how many people to this day, how many 
dads and high school coaches and, and grade school coaches, all they care about is stepping on little kids' throats. Run, 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 no run. Knowledge there, and yeah. so to, to our point, if, if we can get our hands, because high school, again, I think is when most people make that jump to weights, although I think it should be done much earlier, but hey, whatever. If, you, if, we had, if we had us in there or a group like us teaching the right way, I think about the trickle-down effect through, yeah. through those that are going to go collegiate professional career. When you have that platform at 13, 14 years old, you cannot, you, you'll never convince me that it doesn't mitigate some injury back, it, like down the road, or at least mitigate the risk. Well, that, that, was, that was one of the things. It was like when I was at the collegiate <sighs> level and I knew that I was going to start getting out, I was looking for high school jobs because I was like, we would get a freshman class in at a division one school. And I'm like, dude, how do you fucking tie your shoes? Yeah, like, right. I'm like, this is your division. One ever. It really is. So I'm though. like, I want to yeah. go a step lower. And, you know, I want to be part of the fix of that yeah, to I bring that it. kid back up to where, you know, you should be the division one athlete. You, you are right. Like you're good at your sport, but like, you need to be able to walk down the street. I think we all agree, and I know everybody in this room does. Like That is really where my heart is at, too. I mean, just to be able to start at that young age, that youth, right, and yeah. teach them well. And that's the evolution of everything, really. And we're already sort of seeing it in sports, but I really love that part of what you guys are doing. I think that's – I love it all, but that's just got a place in my heart because I think at that high school coaching level and being able to touch these kids with a little more knowledge through that coach and through you guys, to me, that – I mean, geez, if you don't get on board, I mean, it, well, when you see you know, it, you know, like, like when I'm at, I'm a coaching over the summer, you know, at the high school, the football, and you know, it, like you said, it's logistics. That's the thing they can't figure out. Yeah. But you know, like I, eight years in the weight room, I've never had just one person. It's teams of 20, 30, 40, 50 plus kids on 12 racks. You got to figure that out. So it's like I figured out all the logistics, and then it's like when I come in, all they say to me is. I just don't want the kids standing around. I'm like, well, yeah, and that's so true you know? because ultimately, even I can remember back in the day too, and, and I still see it at some level because I helped some uh, high school coaching out powerlifting. Is you tend to sort of gravitate towards that one or two athletes, yeah, because they they're just understanding they it, it better, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not because you want to neglect everybody else, but again, you just don't well, have it's, the it's knowledge. Their, their shortfall of their of their yeah. ignorance, right? So yeah. the better athletes are going to naturally move better, right? The the guy that's going to take a little bit more time is the guy that doesn't know how to control his spine and tilt his pelvis and keep his chest yes. up and all that stuff. So then you just start throwing him in. Well, he he can't move correctly. We're just going to go lighter weight, and then he just does a million reps with terrible form, right? And it doesn't off. really do yeah. anything for him. And that was the best thing that I got out of the like with with my with Rick Perry, my old mentor, is he only let me really do the freshman coming in for football. So I had to learn how to teach nice. the developmental Love side it. of things. And Love he was it. like, you can't really mess him up, you know. Like you can yeah. give him whatever you want to do, kind of thing. But it's like you know, once I was able to to like, I got to see the most things that I needed to fix. It's easy when you get like him walking in like. I don't need to teach him how to do a goblet squat. You know what I'm right, saying? Right. So it's like, now I got to figure out how to teach this kid that can't even sit down and I stand up. And then it's like, that's where I got all these coaching cues from. It's yeah. just, I have to keep, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll sit there and I'll like, I'll say something and they'll look at me like, what'd you just say? And I'll say it again. Like, what, you know, well, I'll say it again. A, and it's like, I'm trying to say the same thing, is, but I say it 18 times. And then finally like, and the oh, bigger yeah, analogy here is, like, is that most of us high school or grown up, we're that same mentality, right? Yeah. If we yeah. don't understand this at 40 years old, yeah. I have to be treated like the freshman in high school. <laughs> right. Else I'm not ever going to get it. That's right? it. Just break it down like that. And yeah. I mean, we've gotten into stuff like this where we, we used to run seminars and we would coach coaches. And we started to see this very, very terrible disconnect where the art of coaching is, is lost. And you get these guys that just 
even if that's their job to be a coach, the art of like being able to get people to move with your words and, and visualize themselves or visualize you without touching them and manipulating them, you know, uh, manually is, is just yeah, lost. That it, is it, true. Yeah. And so like, um, you know, part of that, like, like what we can offer these coaches is like, we can explain, like, these are some cues that work. This is what you see. This is what a lot of people respond to. And then um, they can put that into their weight room. And like a lot of stuff, like like stay, standing around the weight room, we show them, hey, this guy is squatting. This guy is on the side spotting. The side spotters are changing the weights. The guy in the back's yes. back spotting. Right. Everybody right. has a job. And then we start to, and then, hey, this is how you put into a program. This is how we make it sports specific. You know, this is how we, um, now in sports specific, I use that very, very loosely. Sure. But yeah. this is how we make the work to rest ratio sports specific. We could say it like that, right? Um, and that's and then you know, and then inherently we always have to get into the them we, we have to tell them and get them to understand that like these kids are going to get good at their sport by playing their sport, you know we're gonna we're our, our role in the weight room is a little bit different here than you think. That's the coach's job to get them good at their yeah. sport. Our right. job well, is to I provide wish, them I a, wish a solid athlete. Because who's the first person to get fired? Yeah, I know yeah. that's yeah. why SMC I left. Yeah, we do this all the time, right? So I went and uh, we did um, I did uh, um, a consultation with Anchor Bay High Schools, and this was back uh, in like 2008 or something. I don't even fucking remember. But, um, you know, they, 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 every time you go in, how many times you go in, they, they go, oh, you know, I want my kids to power clean. It's like, why? That's that's because that's what Alabama does. And I go, sir, Alabama gets the greatest athletes in the nation. I'm like, right. I'm like your offensive lineman over there has his entire ass hanging out when he tries to tie his fucking shoe. I'm like, the kid can't do a fucking power clean, dude. The kid can't do anything. I'm like, he needs to learn how to walk. We need to bring him back to fucking uh, uh, kindergarten and figure this out. It's like you go in those weight rooms at that level. It's like the, like yeah, they're probably training hard, but a lot like I like being in that world. I've I've heard a lot of the you know the stuff that people don't hear, and it's just like well, you know, we got the superstar running back at Alabama, and like he might be like sitting on the the arm, you know, the, like the incline machine press, and it's like well, why don't you train him? And it's like well, I don't want to get him hurt because no, I'll get fired. Oh right, right, right you know, right, and right. it's just like that a lot too. Yeah. How many? Same guys, thing we, in the pro world though. Same thing yeah, in the pro world yeah. where those guys. You know, it's interesting, and I've been fortunate enough to to train some of those guys in their off season. And I'll ask them, "What'd you do in season?" They're like, "Sat on a massage table, sat in the ice yeah, bath." Yeah, you know, yeah. We did. We, we, we did have some TRX stuff. Maybe. No wonder why you're hurt. But yeah, you're right. Right. Where I'm like, <laughs> we've, we've had we've seen the program from the professional NFL strength coach. They bring their books in when we're doing combine prep with yeah, these guys, yeah. and we open it up, and I go, "What, what in the, the fuck, fuck is yeah. this? <laughs> this is terrible." I'm like, I want to slap this guy. It's you, like old school five by five. I was just going to hear Body five three one off the internet, and you were like, "Oh yeah, put the, so then put so the, so we, we go, we go listen, that's we're not frightening. We're not going to do this. You tell your guy that we did do this, and then you're going to go in and be way stronger. And they go, "Okay." And then after a couple of weeks, they start flying. They're like, oh, my God, this is no completely ass back. It was like when my kid went to Wayne State. The only thing I cared about, I go, were you the strongest kid in there? When you came as a freshman, he's like, yeah. I'm like, fuck it. What did you have when you were 12? What's that? No, like that Logan kid we're talking about. Oh, I had I him for like two had, years. I thought your kid went to No, no, no. Okay, you got me no, up for a bit. I'm talking about him. I was oh, like, that's the only thing yeah. I care about is I'm like, I, like, I don't care if you play good at baseball there. I'm like, I just want to know, were you stronger than like the freshman coming in from any sure. other strength coach in there? Because right. then I'm like, right. I knew I did my job correctly. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what it is, right? That's why a lot of this stuff gets, uh, you know, it falls through the cracks yeah. because yeah. in that, and this is why I, I couldn't go and do the collegiate thing is because. I like black and white stuff. I like, I did this, my guy got stronger. I like track athletes. I go, I got them stronger, they ran faster, they threw further. Right. I don't like the fact that, you remember like Brock Lesnar when he went into the NFL, right? When he was in the, for the Vikings, right? Yeah. He destroyed all the combine numbers and then he just sucks at fucking football. Right. <laughs> so right. I don't like that because I could, that tells me I could get a guy, I could do my job 
to 500% efficiency and get this motherfucker strong as hell. But if he just sucks at football, he gets his helmet knocked off, they're going to look at me like I did a bad job, even yeah. though I did the best job I could have possibly done. Right. I don't like the gray stuff. I like black and white. I like numbers and stats. I like the black and white stuff. That's the way that it works for me. And I think that that is a huge reason why everything falls through the cracks. There's no accountability, right? There's no, this is why this guy is good. This is why this guy is bad. If you get a guy, and we know guys that we went to school with, and they got a job at Alabama or whatever the hell this high-level school is, and they look like they're badass coaches. And then in all reality, what do they do? They just don't get the guy hurt. Right. And then he goes on the field and does what he does. Right. Right. And then all of a sudden, he's, a, he's an awesome strength yeah. conditioning coach because he's at a high right. level. Right. Yep. In my opinion, the, the greatest strength conditioning coaches in the world are always going to be at private facilities okay. because they don't have – any shackles on them. Yeah. We are free to do experiments. We do legitimate experiments. And it's not this, like, uh, talking about the training age of college athletes. This is why we can't even, we understand this on our end. You can't even trust a lot of the scientific literature because if you look at yeah. the the fine print, it's like, oh, we th these were uh, 12 or 20 highly skilled athletes. What's that mean? Oh, uh, they've been lifting for two years. The first two right. years that they've ever listed, lifted in their life, freshman and sophomore year at the university level. So is this realistic? No, not really. Why, why are we not doing these? You know, you look at like legitimate studies. The Soviets had legitimate studies. Why? Because they did studies on 500 Olympic level athletes that had a training age of like fucking 20 years or some shit, right? These are applicable studies. Now, in terms of the bro science stuff you hit it at earlier and the anecdotal stuff, we do experiments where we know our people are highly trained because they've been with us for years. And then we do something, we put it in for 50, 60 lifters, and then we see, hey, what you know, yeah, shake the tree, it. see what falls down, right? I generally hold anecdotal evidence in a much higher regard than than clinical evidence, and I think both, you know, I I agree with what you're saying, and I don't want to shit on clinical evidence completely because sometimes it allows us yes. funding for other studies, which is I think sometimes we're, you know, there's a couple no, guys on the same on the who same invited program. this guy, yeah. That's why he's right? with us. Buddy. I know, really. He's well, on, on the, the same token, everybody off the ledge brings men down. Listen, well, no, so we, we always talk about this, but this is perfect. Because we, we sit here and we trash the, the stuff, but then the first thing that we're sharing every day is a new yeah. study. Going like, and it pushes us down that rabbit hole because we respect the study, but we understand where the short uh, well, fall Right, yeah, you know, and, and like I'll send I'll send a study to the to the group chat and then it will follow with, but that doesn't mean shit because I was on 100 untrained males. But yeah. if that... If that study allows somebody else to fund another study that we, because again, remember how our government works. We're not allowed to do studies on things that probably matter a lot of times. I'm getting a lot of heat for that, but whatever. So we, we kind of kind of do things in baby steps and walk like. So it's a necessary what, what, part what, of it. what, what, what he's saying, right? They're, they're never yeah. going to give funding to the University of Michigan to do an experiment to increase the one rep max potential of a bench press. Correct. Right. And yeah. if they do, the people aren't. Experienced bench pressers, you know, there's a million factors in play. Now, but so I'm, you're seeing in coaching that essentially when people are trying to gather this information is ultimately they're trying to like manipulate data to fit their own need absolutely. as opposed absolutely. to well you can always find yeah. what you want yeah, to find right so. right right absolutely which is which is again why I think we all move back to anecdotal evidence. Here's my thing, right? Guy orthopedic surgeon specialized on the board, whatever, whatever, yada 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 guy in the world, or Ben Polly or Brent Oziana, and you want to learn how to squat. This guy squats maybe a plate shaky as fuck. These two squat a G. Who are you going to go to to learn how to squat? I'm probably going to gravitate towards the good. Like, those guys are strong as fuck. They probably know what they're talking about. Right. This guy looks like he might die at any second right now. I'm probably not going to listen yeah. to what he has to say. Now, that's, that's a huge, you know, whatever. 
But anecdotal evidence, I think, gets shit on by a lot of clinicians because maybe they don't do it or maybe they've never experienced it. And my, my thing, coming back to like this full circle mobility stuff, is my, my time in the functional world was eye-opening. And that led me to push the education level into, into the clinical world because I wanted to see what that was all about. And what, what I realized is we do, we do a lot of useless shit, quite frankly, inside of a clinic. Some of it, most of it is probably bureaucratic in nature, right? Right, Cause, right, cause sure, sure. You yeah. know, and I, I know a couple good physical therapists that have branched off by themselves, given the middle finger, gone, gone cash only. And I will tell you that they, I, I enjoy what they do because it's the same shit that we all do on a given day. And, and I, I always try to tell people this. There's no difference between PT and actual weightlifting. It's just your, it's your load management. The hard part about that. that is that the guys that we know of that are gold, they're gold nuggets of information, you go on their social media, they got 400 followers, and then that, that's like the I standard know, of fucking knowledge now. Yeah. It's, oh my God, this guy's got 50,000 followers. Well, he you know must be a genius. He must know so what he's dumb. doing. Dude, he I, paid eight bucks for that I'm not going to go in the names because right. I don't want to get canceled, but some fuckstick, you know, post a video that says Jeff has, you know, a million followers, post a video that says Jefferson Curls are bad. And scares the shit out of half of those followers who are and going no context to that post whatsoever. We're just putting random shit out there to fear yeah. trigger people. And it drives us crazy because we're going the highest level athletes in the world do this shit. It's the old adage of like, oh, your back hurts, don't deadlift, don't squat. We it's have like, professional football players that have come in and they will not move a weight if their back rounds a little bit. And I'm like, dude, you're playing the highest impact sport in the fucking world. You don't think your spine has hit a man right. in a partial yeah. flexion? You better be functional in that position. Yeah, yeah, what, what are we doing here? Lifting. Like you're afraid to deadlift 225 because your background's a little bit? What are we fucking yeah, so, doing here? So trying to bring trying to bring this information like full circle and make it accessible. And a lot of it, we, we've it's, – it's been through reading clinical shit and then figuring it out on our own over the last 20 years – but by and large, you start to read the same studies over and over and over and over, and we know certain things, and then we applied the bro effort on that over the last yeah, 10 years. Yep. And, and to me, that's, that's where the, like Ben calls it, the special sauce is, is like, not only do you have some dudes that are well-educated, which doesn't really amount to shit, but you have all the just experience in the world inside those four walls. And, and we talk about, you know, you said it the best, like your only job for the first year was to shut the fuck up and listen and watch. We all started that way. I, I know that I did. I know well, that, that that's what that that's what's great about our gym is like, okay, when I came out and I started powerlifting, I wanted to have a buddy of mine coach me. And he his first deadlift ever was 600 pounds. And then about eight or nine years later, he deadlifted 700 pounds. Fucking terrible progress, right? But when I started, and after I figured out I just need to train myself and take my licks, you know, I start, I blew my back out with like 285 in a deadlift. I, I, I got diagnosed with bulge disc. Oh my God, your life's over. We yeah, that's it. your Done. fucking spine and all this stuff. And now I am on the verge of pulling 900 pounds. And I took that entire journey. Now that is what gives us a very special eye on this. Because when you have a lot of these coaches, they're very, very strong. Even when I was back in my jujitsu days, I would have some of the best jujitsu guys in the world around me. And some of those guys were terrible coaches because it was so natural for them. Right, you right. Know, they wouldn't understand how what it, they don't understand what it's like to not know how to tighten your back or not know how to tighten right. your lats, not know how to hang your arms, not know how to not shrug when you're doing your lockout, all that stuff, right? So all that stuff gets in translation, and that's the stuff that where you have to learn how to mix that drink with the books in the library, the studies, and and the practical experience, right? Uh, Squatting a thousand pounds isn't in any of your fucking medical textbooks, right? It's not going to be <laughs> there. So you're true. not going to yeah. learn it, right? <laughs> 
nothing, so nothing that you're ever going to read is going to prepare you to put that on your back. Nothing that you have in that medical textbook is going to prepare you for when they say bars loaded and you're the last deadlifter, the baddest motherfucker of the day, and you're thrown up in a trash can behind the fucking curtain. None of that stuff is in a fucking book. So if you're hiring this little motherfucking kid out of whatever uh, Valley State University with a kinesiology degree that <laughs> fucking squats 300 pounds, then you're shit out of luck when it comes to prime time. You know what I mean? Oh, that's a clip right there. I'm going to cut that yeah. one out. Listen, it's so true, right? If it's not in the book, you can't do it. I mean, that's kind of what they're all thought, right? Well, it's, that's how it was. My orthopedic. You're going to do what? I want to get back to the strongman. Oh, no, you can't do that. Well, that's how that was it was. At, you know, we both went to Central, both went through the same bachelor's degree, and we had, you probably can agree on this, we had one professor. Tracy Ulrich, that was the only professor that I had for four years in the health field that taught Dr. us... Dr. Tracy Ulrich, shout out. One of the greatest humans we know. That taught us <laughs> the only, like, real-life scenario stuff. Yeah. The one that I that you have to go through is, you know, like, like I was with him for probably four or five of my main classes, was stuff that was... It's not, you can't even do it in the real life. You know, like it's just, it has no applicable way to do We're it. Talking you know? about like, this is a university setting, and we would do a class on the, on the body blade. And so we would, the, the lesson would be we're holding this thing, we're shaking. Perfect example is he had me demonstrate the bench press. And as soon as I got down on the bench and packed my scap and you see my chest come up, he, Get off the bench. That's horrible. Oh my god. He goes, you need then he gets on there and he's like gets himself all nice and flat on the bench and he's sitting there and he's like, This is what you need to do. And I'm like, and this is a guy that's been our professor for I don't know how you know Hammer's been there for how many years now. And he's like and he is trying to teach you now, you're gonna get us excommunicated from the university. (laughs) This was this was like when 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 we go back and we talk to these people about it, like Everyone has the same, and I don't really care because we can expose the deep state in here if we yes. want to. But sure. it's like, <laughs> it was it, you, everyone have the same type of a, a reaction to this, but then they'd be like, "Hey, easy, you know," because he's like the head <laughs> fucking guy. Yeah. And this guy, you know, he came from California, and he was like a wellness guy. Now, now there was awesome like postural corrective assessment type stuff. The guy was a wizard. I love the fact that I did that. But when it came down. And this maybe he I, I would I would equate what I learned at Central to maybe five percent of of what what it gave me. I would yeah. say this kid gave I would I would pay I should have just gave him probably the majority of my eighty thousand dollars and I would have learned a lot more. That. And yeah, yeah. you know stuff like that. Yeah, but it's yeah. it, it was this zero practicality disconnect. And the guy that we're talking about, uh, he ran a random ass elective course. Uh, and it was a strength conditioning elective, and and we learned more in that, and that changed. I, I was going to go, you know, I was in cardiac rehab, and then I went, I'm like, oh, I'm going to do kinesiology, because I was like two years before they opened up the program, but we knew they were going to open it up, so I was like, I'll just wait, whatever. But then I, I met him, and I was like, this is what the fuck I want to do. But like, the funny thing is, is this guy was jacked. He was strong. Right. He's he done down, it. He went, he went down, he right? went down, he trained yeah. at Westside. We were huge oh, Westside geez, guys, yeah. but that, right. you know, even, even we, we didn't really know what that was at the right. time. But, that but was, he did like, it in real life. He did That's, that. He was yeah. Mr. Michigan, natural bodybuilder. He had a pole barn at his house with uh, $10,000 worth of equipment. Well, probably way more than that now. Yeah. About it. Yeah. No. yeah, now, yeah. But yeah, just the guy, the guy it. lived it. And he explained the science, but then there was the practical application behind it. And then it was... It was like, oh wow, this is this is what we're missing in the normal thing that I'm paying for with all my credit. So dollars. now we come full circle to the, the really the the idea ideology behind 
exactly what you guys are putting out there with Coaching Revolution. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, yeah, a little bit of bro science sprinkled in with a little bit of textbook and a little bit of... Uh, and I just don't yeah. know how you recreate that without the three of us. Without the experience. I mean, it comes down to experience, period. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what we're talking don't about. Don't forget about old Jim out yeah, there Jim. Yeah. on yeah. the West Coast. Yeah, we have, yeah, we have uh, Jim Surratt. He is a tactical strength and conditioning coach, right? Is yeah, what we call him. He works uh, with, with the, uh, the base. He's with Special Forces right now. So, so, there, so. Go, go back here. One of them is Jim Surratt. What Jim Surratt, yeah. So he he's our other guy that's in, in oh, okay, the Okay, so he's so. the fourth horseman here. Yeah. So he, okay. He's the guy that, like, spells stuff correctly. <laughs> he writes like a poet. Okay. And so, like, we'll, I'll put some stuff. I'm like, this is my bio. And he's like, did you learn basic English? And I'm like, well, just fucking fix it, man. Come yeah. on. But he's... He is uh, one of the one of the greatest brains that we uh, yeah. have ever came across. Truly, Hence, yeah. why we I mean, the, one of the most articulate guys with the knowledge that he has. And, we should um, have had him zoomed in. Right I know, right? I know. Right? <laughs> yeah, right? and um, he uh, he, was he was former he was strength and conditioning co- coach at Oakland, and then he got a job out there, and now he just trains. Um, he's actually getting ready to go do a large he, conjugate he seminar. He was in the MLB before that too. And he, yeah, he, 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 you guys MLB. met him here in Michigan. Yeah, so okay. he he moved in, so he's an MLB uh, collegiate football. And then he came here, and he was responsible for what? With Oakland? Yeah. I think he had, like, baseball and all those kind of – Yeah, so he was uh, at Oakland, and then he wanted to come to a multiply – to a multiply gym. And then me and him kind of hit it off. He became one of my really, really good friends. And then um, he ended up moving away to go to this new strength conditioning um, position as a – for the tactical population for the military. And then, you know, he was one of those guys where we wanted to incorporate the articles and – his knowledge base, like the dude writes books yeah, for like, fun. Like yeah, we got like three or four of his books on there. We have three or four of his books okay. on there now, and he's in the process of writing like 10 other books, and he just, that that's like his bread and butter. He writes articles for Elite FTS. It's easily digestible. He wrote multiple articles for Elite FTS. Um, 1,060 uh, squatter, uh, a high-level athlete in his own regard, awesome Olympic lifter, and he's coached across so many populations like yeah. – more than I think all of us combined in terms of the amount of athletes that he's had a chance to get on. And then uh, our guy, like our IT guy, Chris Wood, is one of my athletes, one of my multiply athletes, a thousand pound squatter in the gym. Um, he's going to eventually probably be a WPO competitor. I love it. Yeah. You know, the top 30 guys in the he's world. He's your IT guy. <laughs> See, now that's the kind of IT guy we all need. God yeah. damn it. He gets it. He yeah, gets it. that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He do, yeah, he does get it. And then I think what's great about this in terms of the business end is that we are all friends outside of that and so we can have just really black and white communication i can be like what the fuck is that that's shit that's terrible we have to fix that or if i get angry i can yell at them and they're no they know i don't mean it personally that's a slippery slope man you guys are all friends right i mean we can talk a whole nother podcast about how difficult that is sometimes navigate sort of business and yeah but but you know you know your personality is well enough and there's a certain level of passion behind what you're doing too so it's a necessary part of all this you can't just get five different minded people that are all somewhat affiliated with the industry i mean and coaching and try to make it work you're only making this work because of uh, the thought process of you guys is all yeah the, the easiest thing is that we all have like the same end goal with it right and that's why it works well and we all it's know just, that it was born out of necessity right it right. was all of us have online people and even jim out there um from the military base he has an online client base and um you know, he trains power lifters. He has girls that go to the WPO just like we do and everything. And everyone kind of, when we were speaking about this idea, and even when I threw it out there and everybody's like, yes, this is needed. And I'm like, if we do this the right way, there's nothing that is operating like this right now. It's not just the X's and O's, not just the one thing. It's the culmination of all of the knowledge together, which is going to bring that uniqueness to it. Is the idea, I know I'm getting way ahead now because we're, we're going into a hard launch here in 2023. 
uh, has the idea been talked about to handpick and specifically uh, bringing new coaches on? Is that sort of the growth of this? No, path? we we kind of want to just keep it with us. Okay. We, we so all. You're not going to overdo. I, I say that because Elite FTS, some other. I mean, they got carried away with everybody was sort of. This. It, well, exactly. We don't want to dilute what we're trying yeah, to that's do. What I'm that's exactly. Yeah. So we looked, and this is part of what we had when I, in our business meetings, and we said, where was, you know. Some of the stuff you got to take with a grain of salt, right? Elite FTS was never offering programming, right? They were putting it on there, yeah. and they would have programs. I'm saying it wasn't like this is what we do. We started no knock on them, but yeah, we, yeah, we started looking at all these websites, and we're like, where where's the shortfall? Why can't we connect this information? How do we connect it like that? And then we have enough. My favorite thing about this is that we have enough diversity in our lines of thought that it will keep a good checks and balances system in Absolutely. place yep. to where we're not just going to be drinking our own Kool-Aid the whole time and then get on one thing, right? No, and I don't take that from you guys at all, as a matter of fact. I, I, you see you checking yourself more than most and, guys And there, as we so. talked about in my podcast, like yeah. I will make it a point to reach out and have conversations with guys that are on a whole different spectrum side right. of things than I am with the weight training or with the school of thought and everything. And then we, and we all do that because we know that that's the best way for us to grow. And we all kind of, you know how it is. And, and we're, we're very, very close friends, but in, within a group of friends, everybody kind of does the same types of things. Cause we start figuring out that's what makes you grow. Right. Yeah. So you got to get that different perspective, just have some open dialogue, agree or disagree, but maybe you can lend to your uh, kind of an, the intellect to it all and make it all kind of work. And yeah, like I'll know. get in there and I'm like, yeah, let's add a fucking blue band to this and some chains, man. They're like, dude, this guy squats 150. Yeah, what are you doing? You're going to kill this guy. I'm <laughs> like, you know what? You're right, man. Let's just all right, you're right, we'll <laughs> talk him off the ledge. Uh, that, that's where B Rose comes in. Come on, man. I mean, seriously. I mean, you, you, should, me you should see this his guy facial right expression <laughs> sometimes when we do stuff. He's just like, oh, like I'll just look at the Like most of my, you know, I get a good. I pretty much take up a small, like maybe a corner of the gym because it's all I really need. And, but I have, I have ears, and I, I pretty much hear everything, and I tell these guys I'm their eyes and ears while they're not there. And, but these two, when they start going, and, and like, again, if, if, nobody's, if you haven't been to a lift at RPG on, on one of the days, you should come and check it out because we're all friends, but don't get it twisted. These two are directly competing when they lift on a day, to, <laughs> along with, along with like, yeah. and, and like, I just sit in the back and I'm laughing. Hook him off the bench and be like, all right, we got to get this going. We'll go over there. We're going to hook him up. Be like, all right, I need to go. I feel like I'm not packing the scab. And it becomes like, all right, well, who's going to win today? And, and so like, but it breeds this, this competition. And, and, and Ben, you got, and Brent, you've said it, iron sharpens iron. Yeah. So even inside this small group, and maybe my, my adage is like, you guys wish you could be as mobile as me and free squat you know, whatever, but that's my PR. But watching these guys constantly compete and constantly try to evolve the programming, I don't know of another, like, yeah. I, I would be interested to see some of the bigger online personalities. If you took a program from them from 2018 versus 2022, I wonder how much different it would really, I don't know if I it would was, gasp it, little to none, honestly. Right. Yeah. yeah, and speaking of just coming down to, like, watch a lift, it's like, like now I have my, my high school athletes I throw them right into our, our morning crew mix. They are doing the max effort lift with us now. So it's yeah. like talk you know, about talk about buying, right? We have one of the I think he is the top your guy's the top guard in Michigan. As yeah. a sophomore, right? This kid's fucking my oh, wow. Yeah, so he's going but to be a senior boy, this year. He's bench but. pressing next to Sean, who was a veteran in the NFL, did years, played for Penn State the whole nine yards, right? Talk about buying. That kid is like he's lifting the bar off loved, for this he's kid. He's lifting you know, the bar oh, off man. for what a guy that's like in your right? idol, right? Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. like your idol. Yeah. Like this is the stuff where it's like, all right, that's awesome. And that's you know, 
That's just talking about it's art. It's generational. Art. That's what I like about really what I like most about what you guys do. It really is generational with these right. young kids leading up to these guys that have been experienced and been around. Well, that, a lot. that was kind of w- the way that we came up, especially, was, you know, we came up in the, like, under, uh, you know, into the West Side system and under the elite FTS stuff where it was like, and there's a huge disconnect now with this, but it was like, it is your fucking duty to pass this stuff down and help as many people as you can as you get strong. Because for me, like when I was coming up like that, like I didn't have a lot of guys that would do that for me. I had to get strong first, and unless then all you these paid guys, money. Right. yeah, or the, unless <laughs> right. you paid money. Yeah. I remember get when to I was, the club before you can get in the club, yeah, kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. 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 and it yep. was like now I'm like, all right, you know, it's you know, and and again, I, I catch flack for this all the time, but I'll be like a little high school kid. I'm like, what the fuck is this kid gonna be able to pay me per month? Oh, right, I'm like, all right, right, dude, just show up and work hard for me. We'll do it for free, whatever right. it is, you know. And you know, it's it's all that stuff. It's like there is a duty there. And because for me, it's almost, it's, it's almost, it's, it's not a, it's not a very like a triumphant thing to start beating dudes on the platform that you just know more than, right? It's cool. You know, I like to be able to use the science to squeak out a win, but at a certain point, I'm like, I want all these guys to know the same shit I know so I can just beat their ass right out. Right. (laughs) Right. Share the secret sauce. Level playing field. Yeah. Level the playing field. And then we'll see who the real man is. Establish the pecking order that we've lost in society (laughs) nowadays. You know what I'm saying? It's like, that's a good thing for human beings, man. It it really is. You're better than some of these guys. You're worse than some of these guys. So don't get out of place. You can get smacked back. No, no. Everybody deserves a good ass beating every now and then you got to give it to them. Right. So, Well, listen, guys, this was awesome. We can continue on with this for hours and hours and hours. Probably lunch break, come back, lunch break, dinner break, come back, see you in the morning kind of thing. But uh, this has been a wealth of uh, knowledge on my end because this is why I do this stuff. I love to hear smart guys talk, and I get to take in all that shit too and grow myself a little bit as well. Outside of that, I love the coaching revolution idea. To me, I can't wait to see that launch. And we'll talk about it again. We'll have you guys back on after the first year because I, I know there's going to be some growing pains there as well. Some things <laughs> yeah. are going to change. Oh, yeah. Of course, that's a part of it. Yep. Uh, but I can't wait to see it, and we'll get it out there. And you know, I'll share it, Ben. Yeah, uh, yeah, I want to say something, though. I want to say uh, I appreciate you always supporting us, man. Like, you guys came out. Um, I mean, this guy is awesome. He's A1. He's came out. He's streamed uh, seminars live for us. He's streamed. I think he did a meet, didn't he, to do with me for us? I was I out know. there hanging out. But, yeah, yeah. out there hanging yeah. out. I mean, uh, I, I really appreciate the support from day one. And, uh, yeah, I just want to say I just yeah. want to say thank you for that. Yeah, man. yeah. Thank, yeah appreciate no, thank you guys. You guys. Yeah, I'm doing what I love to do, too, and I get to kind of keep my feet in the waters of competitive uh, lifting as well. So <laughs> thanks, everybody, and thanks for joining the Gym Life Podcast. Uh, I'll hashtag or I'll, I'll link all these guys to it and share their info and share their uh, info on coachingrevolution.net. Uh, so get ready for that. Uh, and then, of course, if you haven't uh, heard enough about RPG, get down to RPG, have a lift with one of these guys or all these guys, as a matter of fact. Five o'clock in the morning, a little ambitious for the most of us, but we can get there a little later too, right, B Rose? You can, but then you'd be late. Yeah, I guess you'd be late. You'd be <laughs> yeah, they got to You'll hear a lot of the bars at. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to start at 405. Uh, Fuck yeah. all that. I, I'm still not there myself. No, but uh, anyhow, we're at 8 o'clock in the morning starting this podcast, if that tells you anything. So the earliest one to date. So thanks a lot, everybody out there, for joining us. Stay strong.